join Rabbit and Red Radio Network on Patreon for exclusive shows, content, swag, and more. For the low price of $2 per month, you can join the family. So check us out at patreon.com slash network one That's patreon.com slash network the number one. Here we are. That was a nice new entrance there. Uh, entrance. Yeah, I like it. I like nice it. Intro. Yeah, that was really good. Poe did a magnificent job once again. As always. As always. Yes. All right, guys. Well, I'm Paul, also known as Grandpa the Nerd, and welcome to Living in the Past. My host, co-host over here is Cody Robinson. Mad God again for the night. Yes, yes. And uh, tonight we're here to talk about... Willow, the movie, the TV show, and anything else that we and the Blade franchise ripoff. <laughs> yes, yes. So, without further ado, before I before we get started, I do want to say one thing. I probably am the biggest idiot in the world that I waited almost thirty years to watch Willow because I thought it was going to be some kind of you know childish, girly type thing, and I was like, no, I don't want to watch it because it had Val Kilmer. You know, Val Kilmer in the 80s was, you know, oh, Val, you know, so I thought it was going to be, you know, cheesy. So I always skipped it. But come on, he was all over the place in the 80s, though. Everything from comedy to Top Gun and, you know, he he did everything, you know, action. he, He was all over the place. That's true. I did like him in Top Secret. That movie was, you know, that airplane kind of kind of film he did that one i thought was very funny but and and of course i did like uh real genius real genius was the first the when i saw top secret i thought it was funny but i didn't take any of the actors seriously but in uh real genius i find i thought oh okay he can act but what really won me over for him wasn't top gun was when he did the doors he did a really good job as jim morrison and that's why i was like okay this guy is good yeah, well, he but was a I, hardcore character actor too. But I feel I feel bad. I feel guilty. I feel like uh, I'm a terrible nerd that I waited so long because I watched it. I loved it. My wife watched it with me, and she doesn't usually like fantasy films, and she lost her shit. Thought it was the best. So I made awesome. a massive, massive mistake in waiting so long <laughs> to see this film. So there's see, that. See, I, I was lucky. I was lucky. It was one of the many great 80s movies that my grandmother took me to the theater to see as a kid when it came out and uh, i just remember seeing the uh trailer uh i don't think i saw it on tv i saw it my grandmother had a uh, subscription to columbia house video and you know she, she was every month we'd get you know there was the movie of the month and she'd always order at least two or three movies every month but I don't remember what movie it was on now. We, we, I'm sure that I still have the VHS. 
But uh, one of the Columbia House movies we got, it had the previews for Willow on it before before that, and I just went ape shit over it as a kid, and I had to see it, and uh, and uh, fortunately she took me to the theater to see it, and I was just mesmerized by it. <laughs> I just fell in love with the movie. Yeah, when we were watching it, I I, I told my wife, I said, man, the special effects are dated, but they're good for the 80s. I mean, I, I think they were, you know, better than some of the other movies that had special effects going back then. Like, you know, yeah, like well, Ghost, you know, you know, this is the movie that they that Lucasfilm uh, ILM. Uh, the, this is the movie they created morphing CGI morphing was created for this movie. Okay. Cause I was like, you know, the, the, when they, you know, they, when they made the brownies, it looked real good. I mean, you could tell it was special effects. Yeah. But that was looked- blue screen, but like the transformations, uh, uh, when Willow was transforming the sorceress, but into different animals, that, that mm-hmm. is where they created CGI morphing. And, but, okay. but they incorporated it. They incorporated it with, with practical effects. They were actually building puppets of these animals too, to make a move just right. Or like for the goat, when it turned, it turns from a goat into an ostrich. Uh, they, they made a puppet, a, a goat puppet that's neck would extend out. And they had like nine puppeteers controlling it. And then they would okay. incorporate the CGI to transition between one puppet to the next. And, and nobody had ever done that before. They, they created the technology for this film. Which I thought I didn't find that out till not very long ago, actually, and uh, I thought it was a pretty cool little tidbit about the movie. But even even if it, you know even the green screen of the blue screen of the uh, the brownies, it still looked really good. It, it yeah, you know you yeah I knew they weren't there, but they they look like they legit look like you know they were in some of those scenes and the way they they uh, integrated the movements and stuff, like handing stuff off from the people to them or them you know in the whole in the cart the cart chase it just it felt like they were really there it did it, they did an ex, they did a very good job yeah. for you know an 80s film special effects wise you know I'm, which I'm, i mean I'm glad. when you got ron howard directing and uh, george lucas executive producing and he he was on set the whole time uh, and the the lucas film engine working uh lucas film machine working uh for you you know that that's hard to miss. Right. It, it, I, I was just in, you know, a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people out there don't like sci-fi, don't like fantasy films, but if we never had star Wars, we would have never, we would have eventually got the special effects we got now. I just think they would have came a little bit later than when we got them. I honestly believe it because it's just a lot of places, you know, I'm not taking anything away from the old fantasy films like, you know, Sinbad and Hercules that had Ray Housen's, you know, miniatures. Yeah, the old uh, stop action, yeah. Yeah, those were great. But I think the the step forward that Star Wars brought us, because even Star Trek on TV, they weren't, the special effects weren't that bad. Um, Nowhere near Star Star Wars, but they weren't that bad. Um, So... You know, but I, I think, you know, I, I'm glad Star Wars came when it did because I love, you know, I love special effects movies. I, I, I know I, a lot of people don't, you know, oh, it's not all about the special effects. Sometimes I like a good movie that's just special effects, like that Moonfall movie I just recently watched. That was just a special effects, you know, blow them up, awesome movie. But 
at the end of the day, the movie was no good, but you know, for what it was, you know, I, I, it's called my guilty pleasure, the popcorn movies, you know, Michael Bay and all that. I, I do enjoy those, even though there's, you know, you run oh, a couple sure. of brain cells when you watch them, but I, I, I still love the hell out of them. You know, not everybody yeah, can, yeah. you know, make a movie like Francis Ford Coppola or, you know, or anybody like that. Sometimes you got to yeah, yeah, the movies. cinematic junk food and there's nothing wrong with that every now and then. Right. Right. Uh, Willow was not one of those. Willow was definitely no. a thought out, you know, Lu Lucas, you know, I can see where he took things from certain things, but he, I mean, it was a well to me. It was a well thought out uh, story. I mean, yeah, it it, it, it it was his own story. It it I would, you know, I I would say like like you stated, it borrowed some things from Lord of the Rings, but not so much to look in the least bit plagiaristic. And right. um, you know, and Lucas wanted to do he wanted to do Lord of the Rings, and they the the J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, family wouldn't sell the rights at that time so uh you know he did his own thing and thank goodness he did because he created his own uh his own version of lord of the rings and, and in my opinion it may not be the popular opinion i know it's not the popular opinion but i i, I think it's the better version of lord of the rings uh, somewhere out there there's a nerd banging his head on his desk <laughs> I I I really did see some of the uh, uh, comparisons to Lord of the Rings, but when the movie opened, the first thing that popped into my head, and I'm not a religious person, but the first thing that popped in my head was like, oh, this is like Moses, you know, because they, you know, they found her on the edge of the bank of the water, and she was in the basket, and I'm like, I, I looked at my wife, I said, hey, this is kind of like the story of Moses here for a second. Mo Moses, Moses, or Holy Moses. With uh, deadly Moses. No, no, I was talking uh, uh, the, the, the good book <laughs> Moses. The good book Moses. You know, coming down the river and everything. And I was like, you know, I was like, that, that's what I first thought of. That's the first thing that popped into my mind because, you know, I just, I just remember the story of, you know, Moses going down the river and, you know, they were, I don't know what they were going to do, why she sent them off. I don't know if he was going to get killed too, but it just felt, you know, Moses to me, you know. Sure, I, I'd, I'd actually never thought of that comparison before. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where George got the idea, but that was just the first thing that popped into my head because, you know, I'm weird. But uh, I, when, before I saw this movie, for, for many, many years, I always thought Willow was Warwick because, like I said, I've never seen it until you brought it up for the, at the George Lucas special. I'd never watched it. So first I thought Willow was... was uh, Warwick. And then after a while, I thought, well, no, maybe Willow is the character from, uh, is the, you know, the, the Val Kilmer character. And I thought, well, no, maybe it's that chick. So I was like all over the place on who Willow was. You know, I, I you know, I was like, you know, who, you know, I didn't know who it was. And, you know, I, but I always thought it was Will, I always thought, I always thought it was Warwick, but I wasn't sure. So I never really, you know, talked about it much when people would say, oh, have you seen Willow? No, I haven't seen Willow. What's you know? What's it about? You know, I would never. You know, isn't it about Val Kilmer? No, it's about the little dude. But I, I wasn't he sixteen when he did this movie, or was he already an adult? Uh, he was eighteen he, when it came out in eighty eight. They shot okay. it in eighty seven, so he was probably seventeen when it was shot. Okay, okay, because I know he's he was he ever he was uh, his the first thing he ever did was jedi i do believe that, that he, yeah he was took him to. i think he he was six when they started shooting his jedi scenes 
Okay. So I know I've read somewhere that. Uh, well, that can't like, be right. I, I heard that. He was born in seventy, so he'll be he'll be fifty three. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I, he yeah, because if he was eight, because Jedi was in eighty three, right? Or it yeah. came out in eighty three, but they started and they started. It. Yeah, like in 81 or, uh, yeah, I think 81 they started filming it. Maybe 80, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I know, yeah. It, yeah, he'd had to been at least when, 10. Yeah, because I know it was, I remember, I saw a documentary on him of a, a long, long time ago. And I remember him saying something about that, they you know, getting that role in Star Wars was his most exciting thing at the up to that. You know, he, he was really, he didn't think he was going to get it when he went to, to go in there but he got it and he was going i think just for a, a background character i think and it, lucas liked him and put him in as wicked but i think he was originally just uh a back he was just going oh yeah as one of the background characters so but that I, I i could be way off my my brain don't work so well if you know at my age so i could be wrong but i could have swore that's what he said but you know i don't know i know he i know he did bring up the fact that he did the Star Wars. Was it when he put the Wick, the Wicket costume back on for one of the Disney ones? His son played one of the. His son played. Yeah, his the son other, played. Uh, his son played his his Wicket son, which was really right. cool. I, I saw. Yeah, I saw an interview with him about that, and that that was awesome. That they got to he got to step back into that role and uh, just for a brief cameo, which you know. It just shows him standing there, and it's like a view from the back of him. But I'm like, come on. We could have got a little bit more of the Ewoks in the new yeah. films. Everybody didn't hate him that much. Right. I don't but, think. No. But uh, when I but I just, the Willow, um, it started off, at first it started off slow. I was like, eh, because they weren't explaining too much. You know, it, uh, I knew they wanted to kill the girl. Um Cancel Poe. Cancel him. <laughs> but they they didn't explain too much. It kind of started off kind of slow. So I was kind of at first like, eh. But then you know, as soon as you know, Willow and them started get like the whole the whole thing in the village. I thought was great. I, I it made me miss Billy Barty because Billy Barty was their uh, what was I guess he was their uh, village elder or the leader of their of their. Group. Oh yeah, yeah, they're um... yeah. God, what did they call him? Because uh, Willow became that the uh, Grand Upton or something. Yeah, because I hadn't seen Billy Barty. I mean, well, of course he's 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 been dead for a long time, but I hadn't seen him. I hadn't seen a Billy Barty movie or anything in a very very long time. And when I saw him, I was like, oh, I miss Billy Barty because you know he always did the eye. He always squinted yeah. his eye. Yeah, and uh, I was like, what in the fuck? <laughs> That whole scene was like outrageous, you know. What do the bones tell me? They tell me nothing, you know. I'm like, okay, I could see the humor starting to, because it, you know, it was it, it had humor and it wasn't forced humor. It had a humor that felt natural to me. Like, yeah, you know, if, if Willow was real life, that's you know natural humor. Because you know, a lot of some movies they like to push, 
humor and, and, and force it. And then you can tell when it's like... And then it, it feels forced most of the time. Yeah. Right. A, you can never go too far. B, if I'm going to get busted, it is not going to be by a guy like that. <laughs> but Willow... <laughs> Willow was just completely... It flowed... Once I got past that the beginning, it flowed really well. Um, It made me start guessing things. You know, right? But like the guy... When you know, I thought the guy, uh, the big heavy set guy who was uh, trying to who wanted his his land and his home, burgled you know, cut. Yeah, yeah. I thought at first I thought, okay, Willow's going to go on this journey, and this guy is going to take all his land. I didn't know the guy was going to go with him at first, but it was like I could see where it felt, uh, uh, Hobbit like because you know they were all small, oh, yeah. and I could you know they all. They they stayed away from the land of the of the big people. What was the what was that slanderous name that they Pips? They called them Pips. Is that was that what it was? You Peck? Oh Peck. Peck, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they kind of stayed away from you know the bigger people. So it did have that feeling of, you know, of the hobbits. So that was the first that was the first sign for me of the uh one of my first visual link to where he got he was inspired i won't say he stole or you know he, he was inspired by the hobbits because you know a whole village of them you know they didn't live underground at the time but it just still i could see where he got it from and it was you know it it, it felt it didn't feel like he it didn't feel like he stole it because he didn't make them look any different you know he didn't he didn't try to give them uh uh big feet or big, you know, he left them just normal, small people. So at least he didn't try yeah. to, you know, they just, it felt natural. You know, it felt like, well, the back then they didn't really have the technology to, uh, as great as Island was back then, they didn't have the technology to shrink adult size people on screen. Not, not good enough at least to, uh, present them realistically as, uh, little people. Right. But Abby, and there were a lot of them. Like uh, the one guy, he had a small. The one who was the the the, the badass fighter for them. Uh, I can't. Uh, yeah, I don't what's know. his name? He was in so many eighties eighties mo movies yeah. too. His name was like Phil F uh, F F Ficaroka or something like that. Yeah. Um. Because I thought we'd see more of him, but they kind of like once it moved to a certain part, it was all Willow and everybody else. Yeah. Just went back, so it kind of. It kind of was, it was weird that they didn't let any more of them go with them to that cer certain which, point. Which I thought it was needed. It was a good move because uh, that way you got to focus on just the core group. Right. And, and, and once Val Kilmer showed up, that's when everything started to really get going. Um, I think he brought, like I said, I, I didn't see it originally, but watching it now, I felt he did a very good job of, um, bringing in a lot more humor, and for some reason, the chemistry between him and Warwick, it kind of worked. It kind of felt real, felt natural. I didn't. Hell yeah! It didn't feel like you know it. It didn't feel like they were faking. I mean, you know, I know that from what I read, they probably were faking it because Val Kilmer, from what I understand, is very hard to get along with on set. But it just felt it felt natural. Like when he did his scenes with his ex wife, that one I didn't. I didn't believe they that. They yeah, had I saw interviews with both of them, and they uh, 
Joanne w- uh, Whaley had uh, said that it was very difficult shooting that scene because uh, the the scene in the tent where uh, he gets the fairy dust, the love potion, and uh, she said every time, every time he'd always fuck up his lines after they'd uh, the the part of the scene where they'd make out, and uh, and she said after like the third or fourth time she knew he was doing it intentionally, but he kept he kept playing dumb to it. <laughs> I peed my pants. Yeah, he. I could. I, t- I peed my. I, you know, I was eight when I saw this movie in the theater. You know, I might have peed my pants too. It's it's very possible. I mean, if I look at it, I watched it through the eyes of an old man, so I I, I picked up on things. I'm sure as a child, if I had seen it as a young guy back in the day, I wouldn't have been like, "Oh, this chemistry's all off." It didn't help that I already knew they had been married at one time. They're no longer married, so obviously they didn't get along. So my my. My view of their roles might be askew with reality mixed in. Well, they both they me, both said they didn't get along on set. <laughs> so so like so of all the all the when it came to the when it came to all the small guys, they all their chemistry felt legit, which makes sense because you know I know in Hollywood the uh, the little people are very very you know they work together. You know, they, 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 they're a close community except for, you know, with Peter Dinklage, but I'll get to that later on. Um, but they, you know, they get along. So that chemistry felt legit when it came to the, you know, Willow with all the big people, it, 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 the chemistry felt good. It was just those two, the chemistry was just way off, but like Val Kilmer and his buddy, uh, what was the, what was his buddy? The red beard dude. Uh, I'm not good with names. Eric. Uh, Yeah. The, even that (laughs) Even that chemistry felt really, really good and felt like, you know, it was it was just Val Kilmer it, and his it wife. It felt they like just, it was a chemistry made by Randy Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but I this is another prime example of when we were talking before on the Lucas special on I don't understand what happened to George, you know, because Willow is a good story. It didn't have that. You know, everybody says all, you know, when they did when he did the prequels. Oh, it's all wooden. You know, the, 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 the writing's terrible. The acting's terrible. The whole thing's terrible, which, you know, they're not wrong, but I don't know this one. He did. It seems like he put a lot into Willow. I would even say that it felt like he put more into Willow than he did like Jedi. It just felt like, yeah. you know, he, he really wanted to put his all into this. Yeah. Movie. Well, he, he loved the Lord of the Rings uh, books and he, you know, he wanted so bad to do the trilogy and just, couldn't like I said couldn't get the light rights for the live action you know and it, it was but he still wanted to tell the story and then you have ron howard which the lope cunningham that bastard he there's something about him he he always tells very simplistic stories but he does it so damn well oh yeah and and, and creates such great characters that you don't even mind that you have a paper thin story most of the time yeah, I'm not I I don't uh the I could like I lost my thought. I hate when I do that. Um it just felt like he I don't understand what they did to uh not get the rights, you know, that time at, at that time. I I do you did you ever have you ever researched it or or, or found out why? Uh, it, it, from what I understand, uh, and it's been a while since I watched uh, the interview, but it was the uh, the family J.R. Tolkien's family didn't want to 
they couldn't negotiate the rights for a live action Lord of the Rings. Okay. Either they, they didn't want there to be, I don't know if they didn't want there to be a live action one or because, you know, by that point, they'd already done the animated one, like what in the late 70s. Yeah. Uh, they did The Hobbit and then uh, they did Lord of the Rings animated uh, because the hot, they were done by the same uh, animator who did uh, Heavy Metal. Yeah. Uh, uh, the first, Rankin Bass did the first The Hobbit. And then uh, Ralph Baschke got the rights to do Lord of the Rings. And what he did was he took Lord of the Rings and the first half of the two towers and put them in one movie called Lord of the Rings. And it bombed because he did rotoscoping and did all this, you know, fancy uh, stuff that they didn't like at the time. And the Tolkien family said, nope, you're not going to do Return of the King. So they took it from him and they gave Return of the King back to Rankin and Bass. So the the Hobbit and Return of the King have the same animation, but the one in the middle, Lord of the Rings, um, it didn't. Um, I know it's a cult favorite now. But back then, the, the 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 Tolkien family did did not like what he did. They thought that he did a very very poor job. So I don't I don't know if they were afraid to give it to George. If they looked at Star Wars and thought he would you know make a mockery. I don't know why they wouldn't do it. But you know, I mean, I'm glad they waited as long as they did because I mean, I do like Willow. I also do like Peter Jackson's uh, 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 Lord of the Rings films. But I'm kind of glad that they waited because then I wouldn't have Willow. And I think Willow is a superb film. So I'm kind of glad that he didn't get the rights, you know, to be honest. Yeah. So if you like the Lord of the Rings books and don't want to sit through what, seven hours, seven, eight hours worth of movies to get, to see the live action version, just save your time and watch the what 90 minute film. That is Willow. Yeah. Cause the movies, it depends. If you get the theatricals, they're three hours a piece, so it's nine. If you oh, get God. the extended, if you get the extended, <laughs> if you get the extended cuts, the first one is like almost four hours. The second one is almost four hours, and I do believe Return of the King is over four hours. So I, I couldn't you know. do it, and I'll confess, I have not seen the trilogy in its entirety. I. I Went to the theater to see uh, Fellowship of the Ring. I thought it was beautifully shot. The cinematography was amazing. But I, I remember keeping looking down at my wrist. I, and I've never wore a watch, but I kept looking at my wrist. You know, I was like, God, this thing's dragging on now. And uh, and I, I just, you know, I, I enjoyed enjoyed it visually, but... Everything else, I was like, "Wow, this is kind of lame," and uh, and I didn't bother with the two towers. I, I finally went back. I watched like the last hour of uh, Return of the King. I, I really do need to give it another, ch give them all another chance, though, sometime. And I've been saying that for years, but uh, which I mean, great films. cast. Oh yeah, they're they're great films. It's just I went and I'm like you. I went and saw a Fellowship of the Ring. And I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but when it ended, the way it ended so abruptly, I was like, part of my brain was like, well, you knew this was going to happen. There's three books. But the other side of my brain was like, what the fuck? I just sat here all this time and I get no closure, you know? So, so I was agitated, but it was very long, too long, too long, too long. So 
every sub every film he's done since I've uh I've only I've got him on DVD. I wasn't gonna go to the theater and sit, which I'm glad I didn't. But I should have known they were gonna be long because he made a three hour King Kong film. So I had you know I should have known you know yeah. going in they were gonna be long. Listen, I am not nice, I am not kind, and I am not wonderful. Skeletor. Uh I'm but I'm not a I, I was I was, you know, I was like, no, King Kong is an awesome character. And I love the original movie, you know, back in the day, but it didn't need to be three hours. It it just didn't. I would just like to have been there for that pitch meeting, you know, like great news, guys. We're going to remake King Kong. We're going to remake a movie about a giant gorilla and we're going to make it three fucking hours long. Who's in you motherfuckers? (laughs) No, it was, it was way too long. The original, the, the one, one of my favorites. You know, I re- I bought it when it came out last year from Shout Factory. They did, they did release the three hour, four hour one that was the TV movie, but it was two nights. See, so it, it so I, I was okay as a kid to watch it because it was two nights, and so it was okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. You know, it it's hard to believe that that King Kong was almost it was just almost as long as The Godfather Two. And it's like at least The Godfather Two interests me the full length of the film. King Kong, I got I got a little bored there in certain spots. Tiny, like, tiny. I was going, oh, it's dragging, it's dragging. I peed my pants, and then and then they release King Kong on DVD extended cut. I'm like, really? Is this necessary? I thought the first cut was extended. So it was like, I don't know. So Willow is perfect because it didn't run too long and it wasn't it, too short. It definitely didn't overstay its welcome, you know, but you right. got everything you needed. Right. And I thought, you know, going back to the story, um, I thought it was a good story. And I like the way they, with the, the new show, how it kind of bleeds off of that. Because everything in the new show was brand new, but you could tell where, you know, he was influenced because we never knew why all we knew is that uh baby was supposed to grow up and destroy the queen but obviously there's more to it in the background but with the original story it just it worked out mike's not here tonight mr man mr nanners if you had shown up on time you'd know that instead of hours instead of hours earlier calling us nerds so no we, we have producer anthony tonight yes Yes, we do. Um, so we it she she didn't want to be destroyed by she didn't want to be destroyed by the, the you know she didn't want the kid to grow up and destroy her. So the sportos, and motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> I totally I toss her salad. <laughs> I love that scene. I loved her in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Sir, you're yeah. fucked. <laughs> oh, maybe we should go to comments here for a minute. Uh, uh, we what got the quite fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. Nanners, Mike's having fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Mandy wants to know if we're going to discuss, if we can discuss uh, Willow... Uh, from Buffy. Uh, I can Allison do a Hannigan? Real, I, 
Yeah, sure. that, that would have been great if they would have had Allison Hannigan in the new Willow series. Yes, because we would have had a lesbian scene. Because Willow... <sighs> Bored now. There she is. Because those later years, you know, she was a le- she was a lesbian. She did. Seth Green turned her off from uh, guys, and you know, she met that nice looking hottie from the. What's she owned a magic store? I do believe. Yeah, I, I, I own Buffy. I have to admit, I own that on DVD. That's such a great series. It was. It was better than Angel. Ugh, Angel, so much. I tried to get in. I tried. I really tried to get into Angel, and I just, I couldn't. A- Angel was fine until the UPN-WB split, where the WB and the UPN yeah. became two channels. And then, uh, uh, dude, uh, uh, Josh couldn't go, couldn't run both shows. He had to choose. So he left Angel and stayed at UPN, with, went to UPN with Buffy, and let other people handle Angel. And then he came back for the last season, but it was too late. Everybody else, everybody else had, they had ruined Angel, you know, they had ruined it. So there's nothing he could do to save it. So I was, you know, it was, I'm glad it was over and I'm glad I didn't waste a dime buying it on DVD because it was, you know, it just fell apart. I actually did hear back several years ago. I, uh, and I had read, hadn't read comics in years, but uh, I'd heard that they'd had the uh, sequel, they'd had, done the eighth season of Buffy eighth and ninth and I think 10th season even they may have went past that even uh, in comic form of Bucky uh, Buffy and I uh I uh picked them up and uh, that was it was okay I mean the the eighth season was pretty good uh, I mean it just continued on it was just like a season of the show really uh except they could get uh, be a little bit more elaborate uh and over the top in comic book form I, I, I mean, the fact that I survived all of the seasons of Buffy is good, seeing as how I couldn't. I was watching Supernatural, and then it got in, it got really. I don't know if you watched Supernatural, but once it got, uh, into all yeah, that, I, I been. It took me about two years, but I went through the entire series, and uh, okay. I, I got, I actually got caught up just in time for the fifteenth uh, and final season, and uh, yeah, I. I enjoyed it all the way through. I, I and I, I don't. I'm not a fan of CW shows. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to say it. it took forever for a friend of mine to talk me into starting, starting Supernatural. And Ooh. now I know what it's like to travel without a green card. Is- <laughs> Go ahead. But Go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I I didn't even like the first season and I just was like, okay, I'm going to soldier through. I'm going to give this a chance and watch, uh, get in, get in, at least watch the second season. And then I really started getting into it. And after that, you know, I was along for the ride and, and I enjoyed it Yeah, from I there on out. They lost me with the whole Metatron, the falling angels, the black ooze. That that's when they lost me. I started to lose interest. I don't know why. I don't know what about all that, but, seeing Booger play, uh, you know, uh, trying to take over heaven. And it was like, eh, it just, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it was cause it was Booger. I couldn't take it. Yeah. But I just, I, I haven't, that's when I stopped watching it. My wife wants see, us to, I didn't mind that back up, but I, I do want to see the Scooby-Doo episode. Oh, now, that season was, 13. That's so great. Yeah. And that was the other thing that got me 
And I couldn't understand why. I mean, I guess it was the formula he stuck with. Every season ended with one of those brothers dying. Now, don't come look for me. Die. I'm going to go look for my brother. Get him back. Season's over. Yeah, the other one yeah, dies. They, I was like, I was like, how many times are these guys going to fucking die? It became like a running joke on the show. But I mean, it was, you know, it, it, and, it, and that was one I thing I always liked about the show. It didn't take itself too seriously. And they would make fun of their, they make fun of the goofy plot devices and stuff that they like killing off the brothers over and over again. You know, they, they'd even poke fun at that. Now, I do want to point out one comment uh, of uh, where is it? Joey T. Me and you didn't know who that chick was in the very first artwork, but Joey T knew who it was. He knew it was Willow Smith. So Joey T just outed himself. Mm. Some Somehow, and I have, haven't figured out yet how this happened. Somehow, even though Joey T is like between mine and your age, uh, closer to your age, I mean, he's closer, yes. he's closer to 50. But I'm, I remember being a teenager in the 90s and I hated 90s music. And and Joey loves '90s music, and I so it would make sense that he he is more attuned to pop culture because he's like he's like two decades ahead of his generation, right? But I I didn't even know that was Willow Smith until you guys told me at the opening until uh, uh, Anthony told me at the beginning of the show, but I didn't know who it was. So I, I commend Joey T on being up to date on modern music because I certainly am not. So. Wait, she's a singer? You idiots! If I'm not there, nothing is done right! <laughs> I love Skeletor. Um, so, back to Willow. Um, back to Willow. <laughs> I thought it was interesting... Did you, when you watched the movie the first time, did you actually wonder if he was a real, because he didn't really do anything, uh, magic wise. I was starting to wonder there if he was actually a magician or not, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I remember that as little eight-year-old Cody going into the theater. I'm like, you know, this guy's a fraud. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, it's like, I was like, you know, what, you know, what, I, I thought it was a, when, when, like I said, I, as time went on and I realized, okay, it's not a girly kids movie, but I still wasn't going to watch it. I don't, you know, and I can't explain to you why I can explain to you why when I was young in the eighties, I never watched it. Once the nineties and the two thousands roll again, rolled around. I have no fucking idea why I still refuse to see it. I guess I'm just an asshole. I don't know, but I, I, I should have watched it, but I always thought, you know, it had a lot of, you know, I thought it would be heavy with the wizards and, you know, like, like uh, like you know, like dry, you know, wizards and warriors, and you know, I thought that's what it was, and it's it was the only one that really did a lot of magic was the uh, the old lady, of course, and the uh, the woman who brought him the twig. Uh, I can't remember uh, what her name was. The uh, she Shalindria? was just like an apparition. Yeah, yeah. Those are the only the yeah. fairy queen. Yes, yeah. Shalindria. Yeah. And and then the one he changed, the one that got changed, they kept trying to change her form. Ben uh, Razelle. Yeah, she did magic. But I was like, you know, why isn't Willow? You know, even as an adult, I'm sitting there watching it on Disney going, 
why didn't Willow do anything? Why even at the end, it's like, well, he's not even doing magic. So I thought, you know, I was like, okay. I mean, it, it was kind of cool to see that he went on this grand adventure and he was just a normal dude, you know, didn't do any magic. So it just, you know. Yeah, and that was, that added to the appeal of it, you know, just Joe Schmo, you know, saving the world. Right. And then it worked. And it, and it worked. It also, not only was he a Joe Schmo, but he was, uh, you know, a small statured individual. You know, so he, you know, he did, he was already at a disadvantage, you know, for, you know, being small. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it, it worked. I, I love the, you know, at the beginning when it's, when it's, you know, he knew it was an adult child and his daughter, can we keep it? It's like, can we keep it? So like, what are you going to do when it grows up? You know, and, and because I hadn't seen the movie before, I thought, you know, I didn't know Willow. I didn't know. Tiny, I didn't, tiny. I didn't know she stayed a kid the whole time. I thought, you know, I made, I have this imaginary, I guess I made up what Willow was supposed to be in my head as a kid. So I thought maybe when I would see picture stills, I'd see the baby, but then I'd see, uh, you know, uh, 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 Wally. So I would like, you know, that must be the little baby grown up. So I had so many faults, visions, and, you know, of what this movie was about. I would, I can't believe I, like I said, I can't believe I waited so long. It was, you know, it, I like the, what were the, those dogs were rats, correct? Weren't they a rat, a rat type? The dogs in those uh, Kind of, they, they called them death dogs. Yeah, they, they looked more rat-like in the face. But Oh, come on, but, they were adorable, come on. <laughs> I, yeah, I we thought need, they were oh, good. That's what we need, we, uh, Aaron, Aaron, whenever you watch this, we, we need a, a, a death, <laughs> adopt a death dog commercial with uh, Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background. Like the OASPC commercials. <laughs> that would be great. But they were... Adopt they were, a, death um, dog, a death dog. Please help. Yeah, they were vicious. But they... Indubitably. I could see... Like, I could see where he was inspired. But see, here's the thing. I look at Willow, and you say how it's... You know, he based it on... How he based it on Lord of the Rings. But then you watch the Lord of the Rings film... And it kind of makes me feel that, you know, Willow inspired some of the stuff that Peter Jackson did. That's what I've been saying all along. <laughs> yeah. Like he didn't, you know, he, he, he had the rights to the movies, but he's like, oh, I remember seeing this in Willow. I'm going to borrow this from Willow because this was really cool. Cause that, that, that's, you know, like the, you know, like I, I thought with the, as soon as I saw the dogs, I thought of the wargs in Lord of the Rings. And it's like, yeah. you know, so, and, and when I, you know, I, I read Lord of the Rings, the books when I was young and I don't think I yeah, retained a single, I don't think I retained a single part of it because yep, the way here. it was written, <laughs> the way it was written with all the appendices and everything, it just, I mean, I guess when I was a child, I was on a lesser level of intelligence, so it didn't register. I don't know if it was because, you know. Just because British people understand something doesn't mean we're going to understand it. So I don't know if it was written differently or if that's how a lot of books back in those days. I'm not the one who just got butt-fucked on national TV, Dwayne. But I was totally unsure. You know, I, I read them and I was like, I don't get this. I don't get it. The movies I understood, no problem, because, you know, they spelled it out for me. But the novels, I didn't, I thought they were, they just, I just didn't retain the information. So when I watched the movies, you know, I don't remember 
I didn't remember what, you know, when, when I originally saw Lord of the Rings, I never, I didn't recall what the description in the books were of what the wargs looked like. So when I watched, um, so when I watched the uh, Willow, that's the first thing I'm like, oh, those are kind of like the wargs. So that's when my brain started going the other way, like, oh, I bet you Peter Jack, this was, this inspired Peter Jackson. Yeah. So, you know, because a lot of filmmakers, I'm sure, inspire each other. You know, like Francis, I'm probably not, you know, with Lucas because he's did the sci-fi Indiana Jones, but I can see, you know, I just have this vision of uh, Peter Jackson, not Peter Jackson, uh, Francis Ford Coppola and uh, Martin Scorsese trying to one-up each other, you know. Oh, man, that movie was awesome. I got to do a better one than that, you know. And that's, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? But so when it comes to, you know, George, you know, ah, you know, this George Lucas film inspired me so much. I'm going to put a lot of Willow references or Willow stuff into my film. And, so, you know, because I saw a lot. of I, I honestly I mean, it could be just me, could be just you. But I did see I did see a lot of what I saw in Willow. I saw some things that Peter Jackson said. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take some of that, take some of this and mix it up. And here we go. So, yeah, I did see that myself, too. Absolutely. You, you can't tell me that, uh, ah, shit, who was it that played the king in uh, Lord of the Rings? That, I mean, his, just his costume in, in Return of the King, I mean, it, it's directly, I mean, it's it's almost, I mean, they didn't even try to hide it, you know, that, that it was looking, it looked just like Mad Mardigan's armor in Willow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so... I, but I don't, you know, a lot of people will jump on people for that. Oh, why didn't you do something more original? But to me, it just seemed, it just seemed, you know, if, if you're going to borrow stuff from a director, I mean, it, you know, movies have been, you know, being for, you know, over a hundred years, we've had movies. At some point, you're going to have to do something similar to somebody else. I mean, if you take music, oh, yeah. you know, I, I love music, but you can hear a lot, you know, the same three chords and a lot of music, you know, Elvis. Oh, this I can hear this Elvis song and this Metallica song. People, oh, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah, you do. If you really pay attention. So, you know, it's it, it's OK to have Willow inspire. Your it's the sorceress, you. And to have similarities of your film. Uh, Willow similarities in your film because it's it's okay to do you know I don't see George Lucas running around you know everybody wants to sue each other now so you know, I don't know. yeah but, there's a thin line between being a, a movie being inspired by another movie and straight up plagiarism uh, and I'd say Willow definitely was it, it was not even walking close to that line. It was it was just inspired by it. It took some of the elements of Lord right. of the Rings and, and, in my opinion, made them better. Yes, it, it was. And uh, it was... oh, I was just gonna say, actually, uh, Mister Nanner's death dogs are fuck. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, they are. They're fucking delicious. They taste like a cross kind of between coyote and possum. You know, if if you mix them together and yeah. Uh stay tuned for more recipes. Yes, cuz there was I'm sure the brownies tasted good, you know, cuz I mean they had a, that, that was their name, you know. So I wonder if Joey you know, T's he, here. He likes the talkies. How old are Damn you? Damn it. We, we... <laughs> We have to be entertaining now, damn it. So, uh, when... Hell yeah. 
the brownies. What did you think of them? Uh, I thought they were great. They were great comic relief. And uh, that was uh, Kevin Pollock, actor Kevin Pollock's uh, big break. That's what yeah, put him on the a, map. He, and uh, he did a good job. Did I, when I was, I debate things with my wife and I thought for a second, the brownies must be the lesser of the same species of uh, fairies. Cause they're the same size as fairies, but they don't fly. You know, they completely, you know, they completely, they completely, they walk, they didn't fly, but it's like, they're, they're the piss ants of uh, right. it make, the realm. It, yes. Right. It, ma- it makes you think, it makes you think that, you know, somewhere in this, in the universe, there's a bunch of fairies, you know, telling, you know, the brownies, uh, go fix dinner, you know, go clean my car, go clean my, you know, like they're the, they're, they're, they're you know, they're the, the lower class, the low of the low when, yeah, when it comes to fairies, like, you know, the humans thought that, you know, the, uh, the, that uh, uh, Willow's race was the lesser. Well, brownies were the lesser of fairies. It's like, if you're born without wings, you got to go live down in the trees because, you know, you can't fly. Yeah, and, and, and I would, I'm, I'm, that's why I was so happy to hear that they'd, uh, well, I wasn't happy to hear that Disney <laughs> had uh, uh, picked up Willow for a series uh, after all these years. But I, I was just glad to see, because I always thought they could, They there was so much to build on in that, world they'd created you know and yeah uh, and i'm glad they did i think the show i peed my pants i think the show was top notch i think the show was one of the best disney plus shows i had seen in a while um non-star wars related um Mm -hmm. it was better than boba fett I mean that book of Boba Fett was kind of yeah. Um, you mean the Mandalorian was, season two and a half? Yes, I that I one? thought Willow was awesome. It it it, it 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 you know everything they did from the opening to the closing, having modern songs at the end. It was like okay, this 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 it felt so well. Good. They did that. They took that right from uh, Mandalorian, you know, and Book of Boba Fett. How they've done that with that with the uh, the uh, drawings and paintings or whatever at the uh, during the yeah. end credits with the music. Fun. But that being said, I liked it. I, I you know it had it had just the right balance of nostalgia. And then new characters, new situations, new 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 locations, while still revisiting all these uh, locations from the original film. That, uh, well, those of us who watched it as kids uh, uh, remember growing up. And see, I think I benefited a little bit from watching them back to back, watching the movie and then the, then binging the show, because I can see where. Um, the per the guy in charge of the show is uh, his dad directed uh, uh, Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, yeah, Lawrence Kasdan is his dad. It, yeah, it's uh, it, who was Empire it? Uh, was, or Jedi that he did that? Uh, Lawrence did Jedi. Kasdan, he did Jedi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so, Jonathan Kasdan, he's the uh, writer. Well, one of the writers, but he's the creator of the show. Yeah. I like. It felt like. The story fit with the first one, yeah. Um, you know, like it made it made it seem that the witch worked for this worm even then, and that you know what she was doing was basically trying to get the worm to come, 
which you know I'm, we'll get to in a minute. But I felt that it 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 he did a very he just didn't you know he didn't rewrite what Lucas did. He just expanded upon it, but he ba- he made it in a way to where he didn't have to change anything, but all his new ideas could fit into the universe without messing up the yeah. original story. You know, like like Star Wars. You, you know, even George Lucas has messed up his original stories. You know, you know, it, you know the you know the Luke and Leia. <laughs> George Lucas messed up thing. a lot. <laughs> yeah, but they did the Willow show and didn't mess up the original. The original story, so it just it worked yeah, and really, built really upon good. it even, and that that's that was great. I mean, that in which they've done a lot with the Star Wars, and fucked up. Went... And and the one good thing I did like about the show, thank you, Tyree. The, the, t- the TV show was it didn't feel like that it was too woke. I mean, it had some things in there that you know, you it, know they did on purpose. Every, it, it felt, every friggin' Disney show that I watch, Disney Plus show I've watched. They they've got Disney. Let's just face it; they're, they're a woke company. They're gonna well, not just that's not fair to call them a woke company. They're trying. They try to appeal to as many demographics as they can to sell their product, and right. and they don't. The only problem with that is they don't care if it helps the story or hurts the story. makes makes for a better story. Uh, by doing that, they're just worried about appealing to these demographic demographics, and and you know, s- there were the, the almighty dollar Fork grind. Well, crime. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I could see where they, you know, there was woke stuff in it, but it didn't feel like they put too much. Like he wanted to, like you said, appeal to everybody. Well, but it could have. I felt it could have been worse. I mean, it could have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. It, but I mean, um, Jonathan Kasdan in an interview. I, I saw him in an interview in, uh, about the series, and he'd said that the lesbian relationship in the series was. They didn't even have to. You know, it didn't even feel forced that because Disney wanted to put in a, a gay couple in the uh, in the main characters. They said it didn't feel forced. It was just totally organic and natural. Those two characters being like that. I'm like. Exactly, Randy Christ. That's I mean, what it I did thought. Feel natural. Yeah, they spent I, all that time I, together. I she disagree. Protected her, and you thought it was forced. I thought it. I thought it was. They intentionally made both characters female for for that reason. It could have just as easily been the the character training or or, or two. This uh, Mad Martigan and Sorcia could have had two sons instead of just one or something like that. Not not that I'm. Saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it hurt the the story. I'm just saying I think Disney forced it in. They they shoehorned it in there for it to be that way. They, I think it was heavy handed. Uh, my problem, and and I even brought it up to the wife. My problem with the whole uh, lesbian thing was okay. Everybody knew she was sleeping around with her guard. They all knew she was gay. Everyone knew she was gay. But let's have a, a let's have an arranged marriage anyway. Let's make this publicly, everybody knows, gay couple, but let's make her marry a dude because, well, why not? I mean, if, 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 if they're so progressive as a society that it was okay for the princess to, you know, be gay lovers with her, uh, with her bodyguard, why are they forcing her to get, why would they force anybody to get married? You know what I mean? It's like, 
oh, it's like, you know, if you knew your kid was gay, but oh, you're well, gay and I love you, but you still got to marry this person. Yeah, you know, that, that's the problem with it because the, they, they make it like, even though it's in a fantasy realm, it's basically like in medieval times. And in medieval times, that, that kind of, you know, gay couples, they probably would have been beheaded or something like that or tortured to death or some shit like that. And, you know, but they want us to believe it's like medieval time. I don't know. I just fi- found it hard to swallow. If they wanted to have a lesbian couple, fine. But they should have made the son the one who was going to, to be married to a, you know, to, you know, it should have been the, he, he should have been the one in the arranged marriage. And she should have been the one that got kidnapped, you know. And then that would have made more sense that the knight went to look for her. But the way they did it, it didn't. I didn't like how they're so progressive, but yet they're still forcing people to get yeah. married against their wishes. It was like, okay, that part I could have lived without that. That part Yeah. Yeah. Shit or get off the pot. Yes. It's like, like you said, they're trying to, they're trying to, you know, make everybody happy. They have a strong female lead. That's right. Just as I suspected. Hello, you metal munching mark. <laughs> yeah. So, I know, like uh, 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 Morgan said, he doesn't like Disney. I don't like New Disney. I just don't. But I have Disney Plus because I have grandkids. And I do believe in certain things. Or not believe in, but I do find entertainment in certain uh, old, like, I like, you know, the old Disney. The Rescuers, Pete's Dragon, you know, uh, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. You know, stuff... Stuff from back in the day, um, let's say 80s back, maybe early 90s back, I'm okay with. I know nowadays Disney's got whatever they're doing, they're doing, and I don't agree with it, but I also have my, 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 I, I have a disabled daughter and she has the, the, uh, she's 20 something, but up here she's still, you know, a young girl. So she likes Disney. So Disney is still in our household, but, it, I do find value in it. Um, I don't agree with everything they say or everything they do, but I still, I don't know if it support them so much as I still find them entertaining. You know what I mean? Yeah, I exactly. Every- exactly. And, and I, I gotta say uh, as much as I don't like Disney as a company, uh, you know, uh, Mandalorian season three comes out. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm I haven't liked everything they've done with Star Wars. I didn't I didn't hate the new trilogy, but uh, I didn't love it either. Uh, but that being said, the series, you know, like I said, Mandalorian's been a lot of fun, and uh, they're they're doing okay. <laughs> I'll give them that much on, on that. You know, they're they're not. It seems like Star Wars. There's a bubble around it, and they're not injecting their woke bullshit they're trying to do with everything else in the star Wars. Right. Um, and, which and like, I think I mainly because they know star Wars is going to sell itself. They don't need to do all these marketing, all this marketing bullshit they're doing with all their other series. And I right. wish they would have, even though they didn't do it much with the Willow series, I wish they would have just kept their bullshit away from Willow. Right. And, 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 and in my opinion, I believe like Marvel, the Marvel movies, um, there's a lot of forced humor in there 
where you're like, oh, come on, guys, you can do better. But it didn't feel like there yeah. was a lot of woke shit in the Marvel movies. It was more of them trying to push humor and everything. It seems to me a lot of the woke stuff is going into the animated stuff, not so much yeah. the the stuff that the stuff that they're trying to to uh, to 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 create for people like me and you and people that are in our age. They're not throwing in a lot of woke stuff as yeah. much as with, as much as when it comes to Marvel. Stuff. With, with the exception of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that show it had—I mean, it beat you over the head with uh, the woke stuff, uh, with the woke agenda. And I was like, "Oh, come on, guys!" See that one? Really? I haven't watched. I haven't watched. I haven't watched any of the Marvel shows um, except for the ones that were on Netflix because those were hard hitting and those were awesome. The Punisher, I, those were great. Yeah, yeah. I liked I liked the first season of Daredevil and I liked the first season of Punisher. Uh, Daredevil, after they seemed it, it was still good, but it went it it just didn't have the appeal. The uh, awesome, <laughs> righteous, Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova, Chevy Nova, and I liked. I did like Luke Cage. That one I did like. I was. I didn't watch. That. I didn't watch that one. I just watched on the Netflix ones. I just watched Daredevil and Punisher. Um, and see, that's the sad part. If you decided one day you wanted to see them, I don't think Luke Cage is even on Disney Plus. I don't know if they added it or not. Uh, they're supposed to be bringing them all to Disney Plus, and you know they're bringing back Disney is bringing back Daredevil. Yeah, that I knew from. Because they put him in that now She Hulk that from what I understand that was a crock of shit. Um, I haven't watched it. I, I I was going to though. I mean I'm. It's not getting another season. So. Oh no. Oh okay. No. Uh, maybe I won't then. Uh, but uh, of the Disney Plus shows, uh, I would of all of them that I've seen, I uh, the, I would recommend, and I think it was the first one uh, WandaVision was great and i mean it's it's for a i don't know if mike's seen it or not i i don't know if we've talked about it or not but uh mike would love it because it goes through all the different decades of of television shows and it just like each episode it evolves through for all the way from the uh 50s all the way up through current day and I can't really think of a better way to describe it than that. You just have to watch it and see. But it's really cool how they do it. It's really outside the box for Marvel. See, I haven't watched WandaVision, but from what I have been told, I haven't watched the new uh, uh, Doctor Strange movie. But my daughter has informed me that if I watch Doctor Strange, I need to watch WandaVision first because it ties in to what's all going on in Doctor Strange. So I haven't seen either of the Doctor Stranges, but WandaVision, it's... Well worth your time, I promise. The Doctor Strange wasn't too bad. Um, the first one was not bad. I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen the second one. It wasn't bad. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like. Uh, uh, oh, what the hell movie was it? Um, I didn't like the uh, uh, the first the first two Thor movies. I didn't like. I, I liked the the Ragnarok. It had some good humor in it. And woke. That, yeah, woke. There you go. It did, but it didn't have. Oh yeah. It it uh, the Ragnarok felt it had more humor. I kind of felt it it flowed better than the first two. But then, from what I understand, oh yeah, the, the director. Thor, I mean, 
from what I understand, the new Thor though is all forced and you know, it's like you take a good formula that worked and then you screw it up. It's like okay, I'm I'm not and I've I've been very vocal about not I'm not a big fan of most super superhero movies, but I really did like Ragnarok. Uh Taki Waiti directed it, the same guy who directed What We Do in the Shadows, which I love that movie too. Uh but Thor Love and Thunder. No, it, it was not on the level of Ragnarok, but I it was it was, I think, too big of a departure from Ragnarok for a lot of people. And some of the humor, some of it, I will admit it, some of the humor was kind of heavy-handed, but a lot more of it worked than than didn't. And uh, and and I I had a blast with it, you know. I, and I just watched it here a couple weeks ago. I'd put off watching it as much as I like Ragnarok just because of everything I'd heard about it be, paling in comparison to Ragnarok, and and I enjoyed it. For different reasons, I enjoyed it just as much as Ragnarok. See, I haven't seen that one, but someone told me, and I don't know if this is true. I, I read it in an article, so you can tell me if it's true or not. They said Ragnarok, the, everybody take a drink. <laughs> they said that that love that that the last Thor movie was like a love letter to Guns N' Roses. Does, does that make sense to you? Like uh, there there was a lot of GNR songs in it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Cause I was like, I didn't understand. That, that's like, one thing about uh, Taki Waiti, all of his movies, he's he's like James Gunn. Uh, it doesn't matter if the movie's good or not; it's going to have an awesome soundtrack. Yeah, though the the the, I, the Guardians of the Galaxy had great music. I don't, you know, when it comes to you know, I I've seen movies that I was like, man, this movie's no good, but damn, that was a good soundtrack. So sometimes this, I watch a movie that sucks just because the soundtrack's good. You know, so you know, so but you know, sometimes it works really well. I mean, the soundtrack for uh, uh, Goodfellas is like perfect. I mean, it had the perfect soundtrack. It had the best music for its time as it followed the decades. I just, Goodfellas had like the perfect soundtrack to me. Just the perfect soundtrack. But that's just me. I'm, you know, I'm just one guy with one opinion. I'd like to invite you all in, but uh, I really don't have anything to offer you guys except for a frozen pizza. Let's go for it! April O'Neil, you whore. Um, so with the Willow, uh, uh, shit, you're freezing show. up. See, now you're frozen. We're both so I'm frozen for you, and you're frozen for me. There you go. You're moving a little bit. There you go. Am I back? Oh, yeah, now you are. Sort of. Okay, you're still a little sort twitchy. Of, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll okay. stop saying woke. Okay. <laughs> the internet gods are punishing us. Um, but I did I did like the, the, the way the show uh what the way the show ran. It was like it 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 didn't sometimes when I binge watch stuff, I tend to get bored maybe four three or four episodes in because I it's just like uh I'm overdoing it. But yeah. Willow Willow was like with Obi Wan, like I I didn't want to stop, and then when it was over, oh, I yeah. wanted more. I mean, it, yeah, it, it I just, love Obi Wan, right? And it just it just flowed together perfectly. I mean, I don't know if this Jonathan Kasdan has done anything else before, or if this is his first thing, but if this is his first thing, it's he did an outstanding job. I mean, minus the things that I don't agree with, and you know, I feel it was still as a whole, it worked more, it worked well, I think. I think it worked very well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. The the season finale, it, it kind I'll admit for me it kind of fell flat. Uh, I yeah. I expected something I don't know, something bigger maybe. And and that's only because all the other episodes have been so good and you know that they you know it, it really done a great job of depicting their journey, you know, their quest or whatever through uh throughout it and like it was building to something huge like well like the movie did. And then, right. yes, there, you know, it, it did have a climax, but it, I don't know. I just couldn't help but feel that it was a bit lackluster. Now, Mr. Nanners there brings up Solo. I didn't know he wrote Solo. I actually am one of the few people probably on the face of this planet that liked Solo. Um, it definitely could have been better, but I liked it for the most part. Um, you know, I didn't like the fact that, you know, Chewbacca eats people. That was a little much, but I thought it was decent. I thought it was a decent origin story for, for Solo. I mean, like I said, it could have been better, but I know a lot of people tore it apart and, uh, oh, the, the guy didn't act like Solo. He didn't look, but I, hey, I actually like Another Solo. Ron Howard movie. Well, sort yes. of. He, sort he, of. He, 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 he took just, over. Yeah. Just had did some finishing touches to it. But I don't think it was as me personally. I don't think it was as bad as people thought it was. I thought you know it could have been worse. It could have been you know you know Attack of the Clones, but it wasn't. I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, you see, know, I stayed away from it just just because of all the uh, bad PR, and uh, you know I'll I'll eventually get around to it. But uh, for me, you know, being an '80s kid, man, it's it's almost impossible to picture anybody but Harrison in that role. Yeah, I, it, he was he wasn't very good at it. I don't know, you know. I guess they went with the looks, but the guy didn't act. I think if they had, you know, looked a little harder, they might have been able to find someone who looked right, like. Come him. on, it's fucking Disney. They got more money than God. You know, look look at the Marvel. What what uh Captain Marvel uh, where they de-aged uh, Samuel Jackson for the whole freaking movie. Why why couldn't they done that with Harrison Ford? You know exactly, they're doing it for him now in the Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, I know. Now, yeah, I know. Now, now they're de-aging him. Who the heck is that? Wayne Gretzky on steroids? Oh, I hate Wayne Gretzky. Uh, I do uh, love the original Ninja Turtles, though. So play as many clips as you want. This is great. Did you? I feel I, like I I'm living in the past. <laughs> I was going the other day through Amazon looking for something. And I saw an advertisement for the, the, the original Turtles movie. And it does say now on the DVD, which is sad, it says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original film. And on the box, I'm like, okay, if you couldn't tell by the animatronic pictures of the Turtles, I don't know why you needed that extra push to say the original films. Because now they're all CGI. So I don't know how anybody could confuse hey, the first. Hey, if it wasn't for those ones. people, Asylum films would would you know they would have been out of business years ago. You remember I back in the two thousands when they were doing yeah, uh, the, yeah any any big big movie had come out they do a shitty Asylum version like Transformers there was Transmorphers uh, yeah. and uh, every Saturday on Sci Fi Channel there was always some Asylum movie. It seemed like yeah. you know every every week it seemed like. They have their own. I had a streaming service back in the you know the dark ages of uh, 
streaming. And all they had was Asylum movies. I can't remember the name of the service I had. I, I got it through Roku when, when, when I first got my Roku, when they started doing subscriptions. Yeah, Asylum had, yeah, I, I think I heard about that. They have their own streaming site. Uh, Disney! <laughs> and it was, there was some, Asylum had some decent ones and some shitty ones. But I'm, I come from the generation, I feel, of people who loved uh, Roger Corman films. So yeah. the Asylum films to me were just uh, an extension. They're just there's a new, a new, a new age of uh, uh, of a bunch of Roger Corman, young Roger Cormans got together to create Asylum. I I don't think they did that bad of a job for what they were doing because they were legitimately uh, doing B movies. They weren't purpose, you know. They were trying to rip off movies and make spoofs, and you know so. They didn't take themselves seriously, and I think it worked because some of those movies weren't weren't half bad, and they had they got a lot of has been actors to be in all those movies. I mean, I I would be sitting there and I'd see you know somebody I hadn't seen since the eighties, you know the Renegade. Uh, what was his name? Uh, I can't remember the actor who played Renegade. the Renegade. Yeah, he was the motorcycle guy. Uh, the Indian was his. Uh, uh, not Lorenzo Lamas, was it? Yes, yes, Lorenzo Lamas. He was in one of the Asylum movies. Oh, yeah, and uh, the, I, the Sharknado films. That's what put Asylum, you know, what, what yes. made everybody notice Asylum. Yeah, unfortunately. So, I mean, you know, so I like those kind of movies. I, I know a lot of people don't, but I think they're great. I mean, if you can, if you can make millions of dollars and only spend like, you know, half a million, I think you're a genius. I mean, you know... I just, you know, and and do it over and over again is the trick, right? You know, you right. get movies like like Terrifier too, you know, made for crowdfunded for two hundred and fifty grand, and last I checked, it was like over ten million it made. Right. But uh, but you know, to do which Asylum films probably don't have that kind of profit margin, but they make money. And like Corman, right. like you said, like Roger Corman, he made B movies his entire career. And they all made money. Yes. And he did them, you know, some of his movies were, oh my God, I can't believe he produced it. But it was, I, he still, you know, he made a profit, you know, and he introduced, Roger Corman is the reason, uh, you know, Ron Howard directs because Ron Howard was in one of his movies and in return, he got to direct. I think it was, what was it? Eat My Dust was the movie that Ron Howard, or was it? He he directed a, a car chase, uh, hillbilly redneck type movie for uh, for Roger Corman. I just can't remember the name of the movie. I think it was Eat I, My I Dust. can't either. It, yeah, it may be. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been too long ago. And Jack Nicholson got his start in Roger Corman films. Yep. So you know, hey, sometimes it pays to you know and hang out with that guy who's still making movies. fucking making movies. Yeah, yes. Corman's still yes. making movies. He's in his nineties now. Fuck? Yeah, he's he's like yeah. What the fuck? He's old. He's but he's from drinking all that baby blood. He's yeah. Now I don't know. I don't know if he's one of those Hollywood insiders. He might be. He might be. I don't know. I don't know. He might be. He is a self-professed far left liberal. So you know, hey, hey, you never know. You never know. Could be a baby drinker. Could be. Yes. Not saying he is. Just saying he could be. Um, but the what going back to the to the show there on Willow, I did like 
Um, how you know the, the nostalgia part, bringing back Kevin Pollock, even though we only saw him for like ten minutes. Yeah, at least still at least nice he to got a cameo. Him. Yeah. Um, now I was now at first I was upset that Val wasn't in it, and I was getting upset and having a fit. And my wife was like, "Calm down, calm down." I thought maybe he wasn't in it because his ex-wife was, you know, because <laughs> in my head I'm remembering. Well, he was just in. Top Gun, Maverick, so yeah. why couldn't he do this? But then my wife read an article and said he didn't want to, because he's he's dying, the man's dying, and he didn't well, want to get COVID. actually, you know, he's his cancer's in remission now. He's He's got, he's got a, had a tracheotomy, but he's, last I heard, he's doing okay now. He can't talk well, of course, like most people with a tracheotomy, but right. he's, he's doing okay. But he, what I'd heard uh, uh, in an interview, they they said they filmed this in 2020, so right. you know it's right in the middle of COVID, and and he wasn't able to travel to Canada to travel across the border to shoot it. But right. he, he, he wanted was, to. He he was more than right. willing to, but they 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 couldn't make it happen. But th that's why they left it open for him to if it gets renewed for a second season, he. he He'd already stated he is all for returning to the uh, franchise. Okay, because I know he when he did this when he did Maverick, if I recall correctly, Maverick was filmed before COVID, but they didn't want to release it because Paramount was like, no, no, this has to be released in a theater. So they sat on it, I think, for two years because yeah, they, yeah, and, which was just, it, and it was a smart move because it was the first blockbuster after COVID. It made you know exactly a ton of money. So they were smart in waiting, but you know, so this, so one was made during COVID, the other one was made before. So I get it. I know he did that documentary, and they used a computer to generate his voice, but his voice in Willow was his son, and he sounded just like him. I mean, he sounded just like. Well, his I, dad. I didn't know it was, it was his son, but it did sound just yeah. like him. Yeah, it was, I thought they just got a random voice act, you know, somebody doing an impression of him. No, his son came in to do his voice. But what got me was okay. And it, his, son his son also uh, acted in uh, um, shit here a couple of years ago in an Aussie video. Oh yeah, 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 with a young girl. Um, well, yeah, he was I'm playing a young Aussie. Yeah, yeah, and somebody else I can't remember who she was was playing uh, Sharon. I think the young yeah. Sharon. Yeah, yeah, that's the video where Aussie was sitting in the movie theater like room and he was watching. Oh, I, I can't remember the name of the song. I can't remember Elton John. It was a good song, though. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Elton John wrote it with him. Um, but I can't, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the song. Um, but yeah, Rabbit and Red said it. Grand Theft Auto. That was the movie that Ron Howard directed. But he was in a movie called Eat My Dust, which was a Roger Corman one. And then he directed Grand Theft Auto. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So whoever's. Which. I remember Ron Red, Howard. Got it. I remember Ron Howard uh, in an interview saying he, he was like really close. He was in talks after uh, Happy Days. Uh, while he was doing Happy Days, I think, he was in talks. He was going to do a, a porn film, star in a porn film, just to get the funding to get his first movie off the ground because he wanted to, to direct so bad. Whoa, that would have been... Uh... That would have that would have probably ruined his career. Yeah, he was laughing about well, he it, would, saying, "You know, uh, Opie does Dallas." You know, 
Well, I I liked I liked Happy Days and I liked Andy Griffith, but I don't think I'm glad he went to directing because I don't think he was that good of an actor. Um I think all the stuff he was in yeah. was successful because of the other people. Same with American yeah. Graffiti. And that's why I don't think American Graffiti 2 was that good because they focused on him. But I I mean, he wasn't a terrible actor, but I don't think he was the best. But he's a good director. That I give him. He's a good director. Well, and he didn't like acting. You know, initially he did, you know, when he was a kid getting into it. Well, he was a little kid. He didn't know, you know. He, and that, then the more he was in the business, the more he wanted to get away from acting. Now, his brother... I like his brother. His brother entertained me. Oh, God. So, so uh, such an underrated. Well, I don't know. Is he underrated anymore? Is Clint Howard underrated anymore? Because it seems he's, like everybody kind of loves him anymore. He's uh, he's, he's just that weird guy. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, I mean, Rhodes would probably disagree, but I think Clint Howard's up there with, you know, Bruce Campbell and, uh, you know, uh, 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 David Hasselhoff, you know, a pop icon, I, I believe, and, you know. You know, I love it. Uh, back in the 90s, I remember seeing the interview with him uh, talking about how they, they retired during the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, they had their person of the year every year, which it, up till Clint Howard, it was always some fictional character, some Jason Voorhees won it one year, you know, and it would come out <laughs> there. But whenever Clint won it, they give it to Clint. I don't remember, like 96, 97, something like that. But he was he was genuinely taken aback by by receiving their reward, and he gave such a heartfelt speech up there, you know, and, and he took it seriously. And after that, like, no, we can't we can't make fun of this anymore now because he he was so yeah. uh, he was so genuinely, you know, thrilled to receive the reward. For a guy that had been acting since he was a kid too, and and just had always been in his brother's shadow, and to finally get some kind of recognition, recognition for it, yeah, hell yeah, because yeah. he was in the first thing I saw Clint Howard in was probably that episode of Star Trek when he was that little boy who was the yeah could could talk tell up yeah uh, bald yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I don't. I think he. I think he was in some episodes of Andy Griffith, but I don't remember. Oh, shit. If Sorry, he was Disney. <laughs> I don't remember if he was in those or not. If he was in any of them, um, but from what I understand, Ron said that his mother and father were very protective. They let both of the boys get into acting, but they still gave them a childhood. They didn't, you know, they weren't. They didn't have the Shirley Temple life or anything. They were actually. They protected them from, you know, that the, the, the claws of the Hollywood. You know, they still went to school. You know, they still Which, had fun. I, I guess back then, maybe that could be avoided with child actors in Hollywood. You know, maybe it wasn't as bad as it is now. Maybe. I don't. I'm, I, I, I'm one of those kind of people who I'm not big on child actors. I know they're needed. I mean, it would be boring to have nothing but adult shows, you know, like kids like like a show like uh, like uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes, it had children, but they didn't focus on the kids, but you would see yeah. them from time to time. It, kids are needed in things, but I don't think they should be the focus, 
you know, when it comes to live it, action, I don't think they should be the focus. It's hard I, enough I, I, to find. Yeah, it's hard enough to find one. It's hard. It's hard enough to find good actors as it is, but to find an ensemble cast of of good actors and and then find a good child actor. Let alone do like shows like Stranger Things and find a a great ensemble cast of child actors. Uh, it's, tiny tinies. <laughs> That was perfect, perfect timing. Well, you were saying finding a Anthony's left me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Disney. I just, I'm. I think children are used too much in Hollywood these days. Yeah, I don't think they're used. They're trying to push the children to the forefront instead of having them just in the background. You know, okay, we're going to need to use kid A and B today for like 35, 40 minutes. What in the fuck? I don't think they should. I don't think they have. They need to step back and stop putting them in the forefront. I mean, yeah, it worked for Stranger Things, but they were a little older. You know, you know, like when I used I mean, look at the look at the you know look at the chicks from uh, the twins from uh, uh, Full House. Uh, the Olsen twins. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not they're not all there, you know. And it's like I think they were thrust. They're multimillionaires, but they're not all there. Right. I mean, I just I felt you know, I don't think anything nefarious happened to them on the set. I don't. I mean, I I, I don't know. You know, I know some children have had issues. You know. Like uh, on Disney, that there was a show on Disney called uh, was it Zach and Cody? Maybe that had the two twin yeah. boys. They were yeah, and their mother their mother ran a hotel and they lived in the hotel. Those two boys had some issues with their manager getting a little handsy, and 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 then and now you see, I think one of them is dead. I think one of them committed suicide, and it's like this is what I this is why I think children should be pushed to the back not focus don't focus on them and that's you know disney that's one of the things i don't like about disney is you you know back in the day and the you know before disney plus you know everything on disney channel they were all kids shows and kids were the stars yeah. and the parents and the adults were the small roles and it's like nah see that i don't agree with i just it just kids need a chance to grow oh, they put up put a ton of kids. pressure on them yeah exactly right you can have your child be famous. I mean, some of the some of the problem is the parents pushing the kids to be famous because oh, I want to, you know, I didn't get to do anything with my life. I want my children to be famous. Here, do this, do this, do this, do this. You know, but it's like you need to let them be kids. Let them grow up. Let them get a little older. You know, and when they're twelve or thirteen, and you know, they're a little bit level headed, and they can you know make good decisions and you know help influence the parents' decision. Then you can you know. Hey, let's make a star, you know, let, let's put them in a bigger role. But it just seems like every kid from my generation that acted got something fucking wrong with them. You know, yeah, they're either dead yeah. or they're, you know, ex addicts or, you know, they've begin, gone to jail. It's like, you know, it's like my generation was terrible with the ch with child stars. I think they just handled it all wrong. Well, even like Drew Barrymore talking about, which she's fortunately is one of them that survived it, but talking about, you know, eight years old and, you know, go, 
going to clubs and they're serving their drinks, not carding or anything. They're just handing their drinks and, you know, drugs, whatever, you know. Oh, my. Exactly. E.T. would have been disappointed unless E.T. was the one supplying her with all the drinks. God damn it, Drew. I said be good. <laughs> so, yeah, right before I left. But, you know, I, I don't know. I just. Ouch. I, I think. Ouch. <laughs> Disney has its pluses and its minuses. I said Disney. No, it has plus, plus. No, the, the, I don't think there's a Disney minus. <laughs> I uh, I think they do. I support the reason I support I support things because I support the people behind it. Like I don't agree with how Disney does things, but I don't have a problem with like you know uh, the guy behind Mandalorian. There's only one way for me to support him so he can continue doing good things, and that's to subscribe to Disney Plus because that's how he gets paid. You know, um. Obviously, I'm not going to go out and buy Mandalorian on DVD or anything since there's a streaming service for it. But, like, if Disney Plus closed tomorrow, I'd buy them on DVD because I know, you know, I'm supporting somebody. You know, I I, I will, you know, I when I like something you do, I'll, even if your umbrella company or parent company is not all on the up and up, I still will sure. support the company because I, I want to support you. Yeah, you know, when it comes it, down it, to it, you know, they're this just artists trying to... Make a living and entertain us. Right. Like, you know, like if if, if tomorrow, uh, I can't remember his name. I can't. Uh, John Fevereau. If tomorrow he said, hey, yeah. guys, I'm starting a Patreon to help support my future endeavors. I join the damn thing. You know what I mean? I, I would help him directly. But the only way to support him now is to hike over some money to Disney because that's how they're the ones who are paying him. So, you know. Yeah. The only way to support him is to hike. Hike money over to Disney, but fortunately, here at Rabbit and Red, you have multiple op options of, of supporting Rabbit and Red. You can uh, either join the Rabbit and Red Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rabbit and Red One, Rabbit and Red Network One, Rabbit and Red, Rabbit Red Radio Network. Network, Rabbit and Red there Radio. There we go. Network Thank you. The number one. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yes. With with tears starting at only two dollars a month. Come on, guys. That's that's the cost of a soda. Uh, you you can right. help support Mike and his gimpy ass, and uh, and we'll keep doing this shit regardless. So you know, you maybe could maybe we should make that a tear. You know, if they get a high enough tear, we'll quit. Uh, but <laughs> for the time being, away. yeah. There's a yeah yeah pay us to go away. Uh, there's a two dollar tier because well, that's the only way we're going to go away, uh, and maybe not then. But uh, two dollar <laughs> tier uh, gets you all kinds of behind the scenes uh, pre shows, after shows, uh, all kinds of behind the scenes content. The three dollar tier uh, gets you the uh, like extra bonus four or five hours of uh, toxic horror show on top of all of the other stuff. And then for the $5 tier, uh, you get all of that, including all of our pay-per-views we do for free. So, five bucks. Come on. Five bucks and a I month, believe, guys. And I, and I do believe tomorrow is the first pay-per-view with Cripple Cody. And oh, Jay yeah. Key. I'm looking forward to it. Controversial yes. Conversations. 
Yes. But believe that pay-per-view is next week, one week from now. The uh, 28th. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Thank you for correcting me. We're, we're old. We lose track. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So it's a week from Sunday is our first pay-per-view. So I'm still looking forward to it, you know, so. It's a week from today. A week from today. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm so bad. Ah, I forgot fuck. what he said Disney. two seconds ago. <laughs> um, you could also head over to our channel, our, our channel, our website, and uh, go and use the link to get to our T Public store. You can support us by buying merch. That's right. Oh, hey. There you go. His cardigan got in the way, but there it is. My there mad band called. Uh, there was a there was a band the cardigans. Called the yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Had a yeah, nice female zombie. Singer. Zombie. Yeah. 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 Wait, no, that was the cranberries. Was it the cranberry? There it is. Yeah, you're right. Here we go. Live Card- January 28, 2023 at 10:30 Eastern, 9:30 Central. Con- con- <laughs> controversial conversations with Cripple Cody and Joey T. That is going to sponsored be sponsored by Pure Spectrum CBD. Use and code IRR Network and save fifteen percent. And all your orders over a hundred dollars are free shipping. Fantastic! You know the deals just keep coming here at the Home Shopping Network. I mean, Rabbit yes. and Red. Yes. Um. You know, I noticed that Cripple Cody, he must be a night owl. He must not, he must sleep all day. Everything he, he is, does, well, does it. He, his uh, home health aides are there during the day. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, so, yeah, he, or no, they're there. Which is it? Yeah, he, he's he's a night owl. He is. Uh, yeah. Because he wants to sleep while, uh, yeah, they're there during the day. So he sleeps so it, during the night while he doesn't have anybody there. Okay. That's when he does his shows, and he plays a lot of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I'd be afraid to play him. His his little stumpy ass would probably kick my ass all over the place. You know, that's what he needs to do. He he's got that video out there showing us how he gets sodas out of the refrigerator. I want to see how he plays video games. Well, you know, there are all these assholes on YouTube that get paid millions of dollars these gamers my kids love them they watch them they play and they just play video games and talk over them you know that they're dare i say less entertaining than us and that's (laughs) that's saying a lot uh but that they do this yeah i i would yeah i'd subscribe to a patreon uh to see cripple cody playing and i'm not a big gamer or anything but i i'd you know just to hear him talk smack to other gamers that would be priceless, I think. Yeah. And there's his website or his GoFundMe to help him. Cause, uh, yeah. Being help, crip- uh, being- help. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Being crippled is certainly not easy. So no, he no. needs as much help as he can help get. Help Cripple Cody out. GoFundMe.com forward slash help Cody out. It's got that weird F in there. I don't know why they did that. I got the F out. But yeah, he's yeah. I, I like Cody. I think we're supposed to do an episode in February. I'm not sure. I have to. He's in charge, so whenever he calls, 
I yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. Uh, I'll just throw this out there right now. Cripple Cody is he is the Michael Jordan of the Rabbit and Red Network. Yes, yes. The, there, there is none other like him. Right. It's nice to see somebody without a filter because he definitely does not have a filter. Yeah, and I want to get him and uh, him and uh, my new Southern Takeover host together on a show on an episode of Hot Seat or something, because uh, him and Trav, both those guys, and I've known Trav since we were kids, but both those guys have no filter, and I think that might have to be a pay-per-view or definitely a Patreon exclusive, because we can't make that shit public. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, and I, I, I wanted to say, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't post it on Facebook when, when it got posted, but I also want to tell Travis congratulations on making his first reel. That was, you know, you know, if you if what was it he said about if you got twigs and berries, you're a dude. If you got a taco, you're a female. <laughs> that that cracked me up. So, but but uh, yeah, I just everything going back to Willow. I just feel that. The show, I feel they should, my wife looked it up because at the end, of course, yep, there's Willow. Wait, 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 show, show, uh, show Megadeth Willow. When I saw this, <laughs> I, I, was, about I was like, I was like, damn, he looks like Dave Moose, a, a small Dave Mustaine. But then if you go back to go, go back to Willow with the cane in his hand, that's what he looks like now. But if you put Willow in a pot, and you give him enough water, this is what he turns into. Nope, the other one. <laughs> okay, water that willow, and then you get the, the big willow. There he is. That's Dio. I think Willow, uh, Warwick Davis, and Dio are very that look alike. I I I, I was saying that that the might whole be movie. his father. You never know. It might be his father. I kept watching. We were watching the movie. I kept. Yep. I kept telling my wife. I said he looks familiar. Warwick grew up and looks familiar. And that's and I finally looked it up online. I'm like, yep, he looks like Dio. He does. Except with the goatee. That I thought he looked like he was, you know. Backstage, they call him Mini D. Yeah. Now I had a question. I wanted to discuss something with you. Um, watching the movie and seeing all the 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 small actors. Um, and I thought to myself, I wonder if these people, because I know Willow. Uh, Willow, I can stop. I know tiny heinies. <laughs> I know Warwick had a uh, he ran an he ran because he had a doc, he had this like little humorous short show. I think it was on HBO at the time. Uh, Life is short. A, I never watched yeah. it, but uh, yeah, he but I think he ran a a group, an organization to help find little people, act little people, actors, jobs. I think he was heavily into helping, you know, keep his community, you know, getting them roles, you know, like Peter Dinklage. He's gotten a lot of roles over the years. And then when they finally decide they're going to make a live action Snow White, he killed it. Now, I don't know. I wonder if people like Warwick Davis and all those hate Peter Dinklage because none of them have gotten on Game of Thrones or anything like that. But yet, you know, here's their chance to be in seven. You know, seven of them are going to get the role of a lifetime in Snow White, and Dinklage killed it. Do you See, think I, they, I didn't uh, know this? Yeah, he got pissed off. He goes, "Haven't we come 
far enough to where we don't have to be like exploited or you know have to. Uh, we I don't think. Have to be... uh, I think maybe maybe just little Peter there's got too big for his little britches. That's what I thought. Just he might have he... got a swelled head. <laughs> Does anybody have any idea about who or what this is? I don't know. But I'll better never ask to look for a can opener. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, you know what? Just because he lucked out and got good roles. There's a whole bunch of actors who are small in stature who would who want to, uh, you know, who would have loved to have been in a Disney live action of Snow White and he killed it. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, you know, all the other uh, all the other. Uh, Daikini actors he's working with are are probably saying, oh, is it that cutie? Thanks. He's a big people. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, I, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they dislike them. I just, I mean, cause look, Warwick's got lucky too. I mean, it, everything he's been in, he's done a great job. He obviously was good in Willow. I mean, I can't really say if he was good in star Wars cause it was just, uh, you know, he, it's just not, not to gloss he, over the leprechaun films, either love him or hate him. He was good in them. You know, he, he played was, that role great. He was the reason they were so successful. Because, you know, when they went into yeah. space or, you know, when they, you know, uh, uh, Leprechaun back in the hood, those weren't the best. They didn't have the best cast and they weren't the best uh, movies, but he made them watchable. Yeah. The Sportos, yeah. Motorheads, Geeks, Sluts, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, Dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Warwick is a righteous dude. He is a righteous dude, yes. But but I loved I was upset when they did Leprechaun Origins and used uh that wrestler uh Hornswoggle, even though I like Hornswoggle. I didn't watch I that one, but I did watch the uh Leprechaun what did they call it? The once it was a sci-fi original, the uh after the origins. Newest, the, the newest, newest one. one. Yeah, that but and I, I, I was surprised. I liked it. It was good. The guy in it, uh, you know, he, he was playing the same character. It was a different actor, obviously. But Leprechaun returns. Like Leprechaun returns. Okay. Something that simple. I couldn't fucking remember. This Anthony, this is what you have to look forward to in about another 10 years. <laughs> but yeah, Leprechaun Returns. It had the same guy in it, the or the 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 not the Leprechaun, but the had the heavy set, the 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 slow one. Uh can't remember his name. The one who always saw the leprechaun in the original one, no one believed. Oh uh, yeah, first. that was in Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was in Leprechaun Returns, but they had a different actor playing the Leprechaun, and I was upset about that. Once again, yeah, but, why couldn't Warwick? Hey, the uh, the SFX uh, makeup was good. It, I mean, he looked good. It just wasn't Warwick Davis, right? Um, and then Warwick Davis did a good job in the two roles he had on uh, the Harry Potter films. He was the I, banker. I've saw I saw the first one. I've saw the first okay. one. That's it. He was the troll banker, and then he was one of the teachers. You didn't see a lot of them, but you know he's he he did it nonetheless. And then because he was in those, he got to do all the voice actors for the video games and stuff like that. But Warwick's had a pretty good career, you know. He, yeah, you know he he didn't get you know he didn't get lucky like you know Dinklage and you know get to be in all sorts of stuff. But you know he still had a uh, sorry, I have not heard well, him. besides Willow not starring roles right. really, or on Leprechaun. But I mean. But that not was, big now, Hollywood this, starring roles. Now, this was my biggest pet peeve of all for the show, even over the lesbians and this. This is my biggest pet peeve. 
they didn't show Willow a lot. They should have named the I show something. That. They should have named the show something else. You know, you know, uh, something, something, and Willow too, or something. It's like they. It's like he was the main. He's the main. He's the show's named after him and all this, but they didn't show him a lot. And it's Which like I understand they wanted to build all these new characters, but like you said, they just could have used a little more Willow in it. it, it yes. You know, he had character development in it, yes, but, it, you know, it, it seemed kind of shoehorned in. You know, he went yeah. from this to... <laughs> that. This, you know, you know, but we didn't get a lot of the in-between, you know. No, and, and then the last episode, he was barely in it. He should, You know, he was at the beginning, and then... They didn't show him, and then they all went off without him. And then yeah, he yeah, came and he back at popped the end. up right like, in. Yeah, yeah, it was like, eh, you know. But with taking Warwick out of the picture, for me, my favorite character was the the Persian guy, the big nose and the long uh, hair, Borman. Borman. Yeah, he he was my favorite. His humor didn't seem forced; it seemed kind of natural for the way they wrote the character. He was my favorite character out of all of them. So who was your favorite character if you took away, you know, take Warwick out? Which character did you like? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with Borman, too. I mean, I felt for a while they were, at, at the start, they were going to try to make him the new, basically the new Mad Mardigan type character, but, but they really didn't. Uh, and I was disappointed at the season finale with, with uh, how, much, how little we saw of him. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he gets locked in a room or to fight off this horde of, of, uh, the undead or whatever the hell it was, the worms, and we don't get the minions yeah. and you don't see and any of it. Fight. No, nothing. Now this is big spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, I would suggest you go away. Um, so keep just, just letting you know, cause I'm getting ready to give away the end. Um, when they killed the, when they killed, I peed my pants when, when they, when spoilers, they off, yes. When they killed off, when, you know, when the witch made him explode into the worms, poof, um, the, the prince she was supposed to marry. He, uh, um, yeah. Um, I can't, I'm prince bad Eric, with uh, not Prince Eric. Uh, uh, who was it? Oh, uh, Prince Graydon. Yes. When he got killed. And then everything was over. And then they showed, they showed all the, they showed an alternate universe. That it looked like where all of the where the worm was and all his minions were waiting to cross over. Mm-hmm. And there's another will. There's another what she's her name's not Willow. What's her damn name? Uh, Allura Dannon. Yeah, Allura Dannon. Uh, Allura. There was another Allura on the other side. She had shorter hair, all dressed in black leather, which is you know that's what bad guys are supposed to wear. Sure. Black leather. Yeah. Especially um, in the eighties, yeah, yeah. So to me, what I took from it was that there's actually two Aloras. There's a good one and a bad one, and there's in different I, universes. I didn't really even think about that. I thought that maybe it was just uh, the uh, the worm appearing to uh, Prince Graydon uh, to influence him to see, try to lure him. That's exactly what my wife said. But I was like, why would he have had to make her look different with short hair? He could but have now, yeah, now that you're saying that, yeah, I'm I'm totally on board with what you're saying. That that makes more and, sense. 
and they're waiting to and that's why they were that's why they originally had to kill the Alora on this side because they can't be in the same place at the same time. So I that's what I feel. I feel if she had killed Alora in the show, the other one would have came across. That that's what I'm thinking. That that that's what I thought. And then they closed it up and put the book on the shelf and it showed volume two and volume three. I got which excited. is great. That's another another reference to Lord of the Rings. You know, there's three volumes. So I got excited. It was jumping for joy. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And my wife went online and said a lot of the critics hate the show. It didn't get the numbers Disney wanted, so it might not get renewed. Ah. Uh, yes. So I, now I'm pissed. I hope it does. Yeah, that would yeah, suck. Yeah, because if you're going to show us, hey, we, we want to do three volumes, the least Disney can fucking do is complete the bad story. part about Disney shows, it's not like all these network shows that get canceled, Netflix or somebody else picks them up. If it's dead at Disney, then it's just fucking dead. Yeah, and it that's a shame because it's 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 you know it's it was good, and I think as much as you didn't like, and I didn't either, how how it ended so kind of eh. I get what they're doing. All that stuff we want to see, the extravagance, the big fights. They're saving that, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, this the way I saw it. This this season was all about world building. Yes. And and season two's is basically going to be like the the eighties movie sequel formula. It's going to be everything bigger and better. Right. And then so, in the third, everything's going to go to hell. Boom. Yeah. All so the big fights. Ho- hopefully, we'll get to see that. Uh, I don't know. But uh, you- like I said, it it ended <laughs> kind of on a weak note for me. But you know, not not enough that I'm not interested in seeing what they do next. And uh, I I was kind of disappointed that uh, uh, Prince Graydon that the way his heroic death that uh, he didn't die. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I thought, wow, that they're you know ballsy, kill off one of the main characters. You know. Oh, and not make it look forced like a lot of, and that's been a you know right. a going trend for like the last ten years or more, ten fifteen years with uh, with uh, big network shows is you know kill off main characters left and right, you know Walking Dead and whatnot, you know make it make it completely out of the blue, you know with with and, and but it's it's been a trope they've reused so much, it, it's very hard to make it feel genuine and and right. actually impactful and then they go and kill off and, and not only did you know and he was the night he was the sweetest of all the characters he let that little salamander thing go and you know he was he he was the he was the innocent childlike character out of all of them you know always yeah. wanting to do good you know of course he was falling in love with Alora, but you know that's you know that's not here you know like that one scene where you know he shaved off his they shaved his face and he's like don't girls like this no he goes, he goes, he doesn't have a beard. He goes, yeah, he doesn't have a girlfriend either. I thought that was, <laughs> yeah. that was great. <laughs> I mean, it was, I've seen worse. Not, not, not just Disney related, but in TV shows in general, I've seen worse. I mean, you know, I, I got to watch the 90s show now on uh, Netflix and I'm scared that it's going to suck. And, well, you know, so, it, so far, so far, I, I haven't watched, I've just watched a few minutes of it uh uh i haven't started from the beginning or anything but my uh my oldest daughter 
Uh, she's about to turn twelve, and she she when she was like seven, she binge watched the whole the whole seventies show. That was the first TV series she had ever binge watched, and I was surprised it held her attention. But she <laughs> she absolutely loved that seventies show, and so far she has told me that she really is enjoying that nineties show. And they're bringing back uh, just about all the old characters, well, except for uh, Danny Masterson, because Hollywood is a bunch of fucking pricks and. Uh, and the whole Me Too movement, he uh, he got accused of shit that he was exonerated for, but they still fired him from uh, from his uh, oh well from the that the ranch series, which was from uh, the same the same creators of that '70s show. Right. Yeah, he got yeah he got, which and it he killed the real, show. Yeah, I did at, because it was the dynamic between the father and the two sons. And then one of the sons left, and it was like, okay, well, and it's not the same. I'm not watching the same show anymore. So yeah, yeah and it, they it, tried it to they, they tried to shoehorn Dak Shepard in there, and I like Dak Shepard. I, I really do. Uh, I think he's a he's a great comedic actor. But it, by you know the damage was already done. <laughs> right. Yeah, he didn't work out well. Just like in the last season, of the '70s show, when his cousin, when Eric's cousin came, to me that would. They could have just did yeah. the show without. It didn't have to. Yeah. have... I'm sh- I'm sure Red would have still let them hang out in the basement after Eric left. So you know, so I don't know why they had to bring in this new guy. They should have just let the same kids do their thing and just let it go. That yeah, yeah, gone, just let know? leave it with those characters. Yeah, I agree 100 percent there. But and it seemed like toward the, toward the final season, like halfway through, they figured out, yeah, this guy's not going to work. We're just going to push him to the background. Is he the first show? I was born in 71, so I wasn't a teenager during that 70 show's time because I think that show ran from, what, 76 to the way it ran. It was on for seven years, but it was actually, wasn't it just like 76 all the way to, the? because the last episode was on New Year's Eve, 1979, yeah. Right, but I think the show, I don't think the show ran, you know, each year was a year in the show. But I think it ran from seven, it show's timeline was from 76 to 79. So mm-hmm. I was still I was young. I couldn't relate to the kids, but I but I liked the show because being a I I couldn't relate with what they were going through. But I a lot of the stuff that happened in the seventies, you know, I was there for. You know, like the the out the clothes, the music, the, so I can remember and recall that stuff. So it, it I liked it. I couldn't relate to Red and Kitty. They were funny, but I couldn't relate to them. You know, seventies parents. I just you know. But now, I, I could I could identify with Red even before I was a dad. Okay. You know? See now I there really was something relate. about him. You know? I relate to Red big time now. So when I watched seventy show, when I watched it as an adult, going back and you know binging it, watching it when it was on streaming service, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, Red was always I liked Red, but now I relate to him because it just seems like everything I saw him doing. In the 90s on the show, my kids were so little, I, I wasn't going through what he was going through. I didn't have teenagers yet. And now, all my kids are adults, so now I know exactly what Red... So now I, I feel like, you know, I, wish, I, I, I was hoping that we would see more Kitty and Red in that 90s show than the new people. Because when I watched the trailer, for me, it just seems like it's that 70s show 2.0. Pretty, you know, pretty much not, from from just yeah. a little bit I've seen the clips and stuff, but you know what? I'm okay with that. Even though I was a teenager during the '90s and I fucking hated the '90s, 
I hated the music. I hated the style. I, I hated everything about it. Being a kid that was old enough to remember the eighties, because I couldn't wait till as a kid, a small kid, uh, you know, being from the MTV generation and everything, I, I was like, great, I'm going to be a teenager. I'm looking at all these older kids, you know, I'm going to be a teenager and this is going to be awesome. And then the fucking 90s. Hell got yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the music changed, everything changed. And uh, it was, uh, which I can go back. I, I do have nostalgia. I'll admit it. I do have nostalgia for the 90s now uh, to an extent. But it's still nothing like the the eighties. The eighties will always be my decade. See, for 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 me, um, I like a lot of this. Cause see, we grow up with the stuff before us. You know, people. You know, yeah. like people who grew up in the nineties. When you were watching TV after school, a lot of the syndicated stuff you were watching were eighties television shows. Just like when I grew up. When I grew up, everything I was watching in the eighties, early eighties, and stuff was stuff from the seventies. Like, you know, Jefferson's, Maude, All in the Family, all that stuff was coming on, you know, was on syndication at night. You know, I didn't want to watch the now shows with, my, you know, I didn't want to go in yeah. and watch, you know, Diagnosis Murder with my mom or Murder She Wrote with my mom. You know, even though I watched with my grandfather, I didn't want to watch, I didn't want to watch TV with my mom. You know, I didn't want to watch mom shows. So I'd go in my room and watch syndicated shows like Twilight Zone and All in the Family. <clears throat> so it seems like everybody who grows up in a decade are actually growing up watching the stuff. Well, maybe not now with streaming, but, you know, I think you may be the last generation of people who, you know, because nowadays, you know, your kids, they don't have to grow up watching the stuff you watched in the 90s unless they want to. Because No, no, I forced them to. <laughs> so, you know, because, you know, because now they're streaming, they can just watch the modern stuff. But for me and you and people our age, you know, when you were growing up in the 90s, you were watching 80s cartoons after school. You know, yeah. So I did watch some so, '90s cartoons like Nickelodeon and stuff. I mean, Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, shit like that. You know, I right. I watched it a little bit. So bringing this up, I'm gonna let, just go ahead since you brought it up, um, and I think it would like we you told me when we were messaging it would be interesting. Um, our next episode that we're gonna do probably next month, um, we're gonna do Saturday morning cartoons, and I'm curious as to see. I'm actually gonna write and take notes. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a flow chart and everything for that episode. Um, I'm I, I'm curious to see which cartoons me and you have crossover on. You know, like yeah, me too. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Schoolhouse Rock will be there. You idiots! If I'm not there, nothing is done right. And He Man. <laughs> now, definitely. My, my audio show is on tonight, and I had a I had a section where I talked about Josie and the Pussycats and how I didn't watch it as a kid because I was a young boy and I didn't watch girl stuff. And I was telling the you know when I was doing my recording, telling the audience the only girl show that I really watched quite a bit of was Shira, but I was tricked into watching Shira because I thought He Man would show up. I had to yeah. watch to see if He Man would show up. So that was that was their way. I didn't buy any She-Ra toys. I had a She-Ra figure because you know I had the He-Man stuff, but I didn't have, buy any of the other ones. But they tricked you. It's like, well, you watch She-Ra and you might see he because She-Ra she started on his show. So now yeah, you're sitting yeah, around, right. you're sitting, you're sitting around thinking, you know, hey, maybe I'll see He-Man on She-Ra. So I would watch She-Ra, and episode after episode, I would be disappointment after disappointment. So I'm kind, but I am kind of curious to see. 
what me and you, because when I was thinking about She-Ra and girls cartoons, I don't know, I might be a little too, too old, but you know, when I was a kid, we had this thing when girls came around, it was a circle, 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 dot, dot, dot. Now I got my cootie shot. And that way the girls could, that way the girls could come around you. If you didn't do that, the girls had to stay away because girls had cooties. So you know, <laughs> back in my day, the boy I, nowadays the boys like the girls, and that's because of Disney. But that's a whole nother argument for another time. Um, when I was a kid, I didn't like I didn't want anything to do with the girls. Get the get the hell away from me. Get take your strawberry shortcake and your uh, and your Care Bears and get away from me. You know I, I oh you god. Know, I, uh... I, yeah. My sister's Barbies, uh, whenever my sister's uh, three years younger than me, and uh, whenever they came out like in 86 or, or 87, whatever it was, uh, they came out with uh, Barbie and the Rockers, and they came out with a long haired Ken with an earring. And uh, my sister got so mad at me because I, I got her long haired Ken, I, I gave him a haircut. <laughs> He's got to look like a boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. So I, I think when we, I think when we do that episode, I think there's going to be a lot of surprises in there on how much we share the same, we share the same shows, you know, probably because yeah, cartoon network came around right around 89, 90. And I know a, a lot, you know, I, that's like Josie and the Pussycats. I never watched that as a, as a little, a little kid, but you know, uh, from like, 10 and up, you know, Cartoon Network. I, I, I watched it then. You know, there were a lot of those shows. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the created- USA cartoons, all those Smurfs and all that. But well, I don't want to get into it. We'll, we'll save that. Yes. For that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll save that. So, so in a nutshell, though, when it comes to Willow, I thought the movie was good. The TV show was good. The movie, I felt, had the movie was stronger than the show, but the show wasn't. I bad. agree. But yeah. But the, the, the movie was a lot stronger. I, you know, Willow was all, you know, in the show, he, he could start to do magic. And he and it kind of, seeing him do magic was cool, but it kind of took away from the fact that, you know, I would have preferred them to have some flashbacks. How did Willow get yeah. to be the way? Where just did more, he like I said, his, just more Willow. More Willow. We right. need more backstory. We need, yeah. There we go. Yeah. More Willow. More, you know, more Ronnie James Willow, too. My the only thing there we yeah. go. The only problem my wife had with watching Willow is uh it bothered her that he has normal hands. He's got normal hands. Uh, <laughs> I have thought that hands. same fucking thing since I was a kid. I'm like, wait, he's a midget. Why does he have normal hands? That's his creepy. hands are the yeah, his hands are the normal size it looked like of a human. But everything else, you know, his head was is kind of normal size, but it's just his body. And, 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 you know, truth be told, my wife's a little skittish about uh, little people. They kind of freak her out. You know, she's, she's, she's not going to, you know, hate on them, but you know, if she's standing in a grocery store and, you know, she sees one coming, she may have to, what in the fuck? my wife may be like, Oh, I better, I got to go to the cereal department. They freak her out. Everybody's got something yeah. that freaks you out. Doesn't make you a bad oh, yeah, person. Yeah, just like elephants, they hate mice. You know, they're afraid they're going <laughs> to run up their uh, trunk. You know. It, so she, so she, it bought it. It bothered her that he, that you know, like the features having full grown hands, but being so small. It's like, he, but he's he looks normal. You know, he could he could model something on TV, and you wouldn't even know there. He were, could be uh, a hand uh, model. So, yeah. Yes. So yes. yeah. So she was, but she thought it was, you know, 
if my wife like my wife is very hard to please, very hard to please. And I get her to watch stuff all the time and she won't watch it. And I like for years, for years, I said, you need to watch. Uh, what's that movie with uh, uh, the Irish mob? Uh, the Departed. I kept telling ah, her. Yeah. Yeah. Scorsese, watch the yeah. Departed. Watch the Departed. Watch the Departed. Oh, I don't like. Uh, I don't like. I don't like dude. I don't like so-and-so. I don't like so-and-so. I'm like, just watch it. It's a good movie. You'll enjoy it. She went years without watching it. Finally, one day I said, you know what? Just watch it. You might like it. So she watched it. She goes, that was the greatest movie ever. So that's what I told you. So if she's hard, my wife doesn't like movies. She's a TV person, um, which I'm the opposite. I'm a movie person. Like we were saying earlier, some movies are too long. Sometimes TV shows like Supernatural. I think I would have enjoyed Supernatural better if it had been a 13 episode show instead of 20 something episode show. Yeah, because some of the filler stuff was like, uh, you know, let's get to the like. like ju- I love Justified. Did you watch Justified? Uh, I watched the first maybe three seasons, and then I skipped to the last season. I think what like season six or seven, whatever it was. Which they're doing a revival of that too. Yes, uh, yes. I heard. I'll be there for that. I, I I dug the show. I thought it was great. Uh, I can't believe Sam Elliott signed on for the uh, final season. Uh, and shaved off his yes, fucking man. mustache. Wow. That's, yeah. He, what the fuck? Yeah, he exactly. looks without, he, he looks so weird without the mustache. But I, I thought, I think shows are better when they're shorter. Just like some movies are better when they're shorter. You know, let's cut yeah. out the fat and just give us the point. So, so she more, she likes TV shows more. And... She likes, you know, she likes her entertainment, just little bursts. Like, okay, here's episode one. Next week is episode two. Where I like just to see, she likes the long story. I like the short story. Where, see, as, as to where know, my old lady, we, we have, we it's, it's odd. We have very, some very similar taste. And then, and then we really uh, differ, very different on uh, some others. Like, you know, I, I'm more of a movie guy uh, and, and she likes, reality tv for some reason uh no. the uh like uh the real housewife shows and stuff like that and i'm like oh god how i i, I tried to watch it with her and i'm like i just i i just hate all these people <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, <I> uh, <laughs> but but that being said uh you know I, sometimes i have to twist her arm a little bit to watch uh, something uh, a movie with me but you know she's she's on board she loves uh, that's our, our date night thing is when uh joe bob's the last drive-in is on that that's an event for us every friday night uh that it's on you know we we always cook a nice dinner and sit down and watch that but uh and, and also i try to get her to watch i said hey you just got you gotta watch you gotta watch her some of our podcast on the network and she just says no 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 <laughs> my wife won't watch the, no she said she said, I'll, I'll subscribe. Okay, okay. I'll subscribe to the Patreon if you'll leave me alone. I'm like, deal. Yeah, she won't watch. She goes, I see you all the time. Why do I got to sit and watch you on YouTube? I said, okay. I don't like enough. to listen to you talk in person. <laughs> Why the fuck would I pay to listen to you? Yeah. So I was like, but see, like Poe, uh, his wife's always watching. But that's because all Poe ever does is shows. So that's the only way she can see him. Indubitably. Is- <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure Jerilyn's real. Honestly, I just want to throw that out there. I think she, he. Poe no, I saw her talented. 
He's such a talented producer. I think she's CGI. Cancel really Poe. Cancel him. <laughs> but I'm guilty of watching reality shows too. Um, but the ones I watch are like uh, Street Outlaws and Deadliest Catch. I watch the the reality shows over on Discovery Network. So I I do dabble in reality shows, but I don't watch any of the you know Survivors or you know Bachelors or any of that stuff. I guess I watch well, the manly uh, reality shows. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, my main thing is just with having a whole horde of small children. It's it's I don't get to watch much. <laughs> what much right. TV period. So I got to be very picky with when I do have the time to watch with what I'm going to watch. I and, mean, uh, when I, I was, a I kid, recently uh, started Tulsa King. Jesus Christ. That's a good show, which I'm, good? I love Stallone. Anyway, I've always loved Stallone. Uh, yeah, but, my uh, wife, she said she and, tried. And Mike, so it is Mike, uh, when you watch this, you can make a, you can make a clip out of that. Cause I will stand behind that. So it is a good uh, Tulsa King is good. Oh God, yeah. It's well Tyler Sheridan. Okay. It's the he's been doing. He's been knocking it out of the park with the Yellowstone and all and all the spinoffs of it. I haven't watched okay. 1883 yet, but I did start 1923 with Harrison Ford, and I didn't think I was going to like that. But damn it, if he did, if he didn't write a fucking damn good show, you know, <clears throat> people don't realize this, but when I was a kid. We had reality shows too, but they weren't as like they are today. Um, I don't yeah. know if you remember this being a kid, because back in the 80s, I'd wake up and I'd watch cartoons. And then as soon as cartoons were over, there would be shows for adults on. Um, there would be yeah. guys that would go they would go fishing. You'd you know, and they would show you know, they'd catch the fish, the cameraman would show you and he'd tell you what kind of bait he used. Yeah, that, that was usually when I'd go outside and play. Yeah, and then he'd throw the fish back. Um, and then we had hunting shows too. I mean, you probably couldn't put a hunting show on TV now and yeah. get canceled, but you know, we'd actually watch them take down deer and elk and quail. So yeah, I mean, normally I would go outside and play too, but if I was ever grounded from going outside or if it was a thunderstorm or something, uh, after the cartoons, you know, I would just stick around. We had another show mutual of Omaha's wild kingdom. And oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So we, on days when I couldn't go anywhere, I would watch the adult reality shows after that. And, you know, that's why I think, you know, I, I don't I hate to say this, but I feel we have the people in the 90s backwards have a little bit more culture because we got yeah. to see so many things. You know, I mean, I'm sure. Do you do you have any recollection? We just didn't of have everything TV? at our fingertips. Yeah. Right. Do you have a recollection of an old TV show called Baba Black Sheep? It opened up with so. a bunch of, it was a, it was a TV show about a squadron, uh, the black sheep squadron. And they were a world war two fighter. They were out in the Pacific and they were, you know, they were battling the Japs over in, uh, in Guam and all that. And it was a show about them and it was called Baba black sheep. It used to open up and you'd see uh, old military planes, black and white shows. It, it was a drama. It wasn't like, you know, Mikhail's Navy. It was a, it was a drama, but mm -hmm. see, I have recollections of these shows. Um, and I know you know, I know Gunsmoke and Bonanza, you know about that. Oh, yeah. everybody knows. About yeah. I mean, maybe the kids nowadays don't, but I just, I just feel nowadays kids are spending more time, which I shouldn't say because we're on YouTube, but they're spending more time on YouTube. Oh, absolutely. And My watch, kids. And yeah. And, and it's all, it's good for the original, you know, people, you know, doing original content. I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying 
we had more, we were exposed to more stuff from different time periods. I shouldn't say we had more culture. We were exposed to more stuff from different time periods where kids nowadays are seem to be exposed. That's why, you know, when, you know, master of puppets was in, uh, Stranger Things, everybody thought, oh, this is the greatest song. Yes, 30. Oh, my daughter, years old. my daughter is fucking crazy about it. And I'm like, wait, wait, right. listen, if you like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that guy right there singing Master of Puppets. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, it's like they, they, we've been exposed to more things than they do, that we're, we were exposed to more generational stuff where they're just exposed to now. Cause he, it, it bugged me, you know. Then that Kate Bush song, Running Up That Hill. It's like everybody was thinking it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's like, dude, these songs are 30 years old. You know, if but there's no radio stations anymore. You know, it, you know, the radio stations only play new music. When I was a kid, we had classic rock stations, we had a 60 station, we had a 50 station. Uh, we still we, you know, uh, one of the big radio stations around here, uh uh 95.5 the bone. They they still play a lot of classic rock. I, I gotta give them that. And that they have like a music festival every year too, uh, where they'll have a bunch of local bands come in. Uh so but I it's like give it. But it's like it's like nowadays kids, you know, they either listen to Sirius or they throw in their aux cord or Bluetooth or and they just listen to their, you know, their Spotify sound, you know, uh, you know, favorites list or whatnot. It's just, Which I, I took advantage of it. My daughter, after watching binge watching Stranger Things last year, she does. Dad, I want I want a Walkman for Christmas. Can you get me a Walkman? I'm like, probably. So I got her Walkman for Christmas. And I'm like, I'm going to make you some fucking mixtapes. You need to Google it. Sony's bringing the Walkman back. <laughs> Obviously, it's an MP3 player, and it does all sorts of other things, too. But they designed it to look like a Walkman. It, it looks the just like Walkman. a... See, the, the one I got yeah. my daughter was just... I, uh, I found it on eBay, uh, but it was a cassette player, but it had it was it was super affordable. I think it was like 20 bucks. But it has the uh, the USB port on the side, so you can still plug a you know it's MP3 player too, and play cassettes and MP3s. I'm like, this is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I, I just it I'm it's nice to see that you uh, that your children are still interested in stuff that happened 30 years ago and are enjoying it. You know it it, but most. Most people I come across, they don't. Well, I, I surround them with it as much as I can. That's the only reason. Yeah, I mean, my kids don't really like the stuff I liked, but that's because I didn't expose them to it enough. I don't know. I guess my music, musically, you know, they don't, they like the new music. Like my one daughter just listens to, I call it hippity hop, you know, which I, I like too. I listen to some of that bizarre stuff. Uh, um, I shouldn't admit this, but I like I like the insane clown posse. So I mean, when it comes to sure. music, it's hard for me not to like it. But um, they were used to hearing me listen to my music all the time. But when it came to TV shows and movies, I never really said, "Hey, check this out, check this out," you know. And I should have. Looking back on it, I should have. Like I tried to show my daughter Robotech. She goes, "Ugh, it's drawn all old." And she won't watch it, and and that's sad because it's a good story. Well, and it's, it, a, it's drawn just like the fucking anime that you see on Netflix now that all the kids she, are loving. My daughters yeah, she, love it. Yeah, she she doesn't like it. She if, if the anime was made, you know, I'm surprised she liked Dragon Ball Z from the '90s, but you know, she did. But anything before that, she just doesn't. She can't get into, and it's like, uh, breaks my heart. I can't get them to, you know. So like, I have a huge collection of stuff. 
And when I'm gone, it's just going to get sold because they're not going to want to keep it. I don't want to keep any of dad's old movies, Ugh. you know, so it's it's sad. But at least I, I kind of have faith in some people is when you tell me the stories about your kids and the stuff that somebody there are people out there still exposing their children to older art. Uh, you know, in the form of movies, yeah, music, and that's, TV shows. you know, that's what we all need to be doing with our kids, you know, not saying, hey, you have to like this and only this because I grew up with right. it, but that they need to be cult and understand where where they came from, you know, and uh, right. that's the biggest problem with kids today, I think, uh, with this whole new generation to, if, to not sound like too much of an old fogey, but, uh, you know, they, they just they don't know where they came from. They're they're just believe in whatever they see on a tell whatever mainstream media is telling them. And that, that, you know, the, they don't have the culture, uh, the, the, the earlier generations had. Right. And that, and that, and that, and that was another thing I told my kids. That's why I think people like, I get along with you. I get along with Poe, get along with Michael J. And there's a lot of age gap between some of us, but we all get along, and it's because we all came. To, for, we we all came from a world that didn't have the internet, you know. Like I was telling, you know, on, on the radio show I bring up t- tonight, I bring up the fact that you know back in the day, if you, if you were exposed to so when you were exposed to music, it was either your parents or your friends or just what you heard on the radio, and if you heard something you liked, you had to buy it. Or borrow it from a friend and copy it. But now you like something, you go on YouTube and find it, add it to a playlist. You never have to. Yeah, everything's it. instant, instant. Right. Yeah. Right. No, so I, so I, kids, kids have no patience now <laughs> because right. of that. And I, and I think that's why we all, you know, people from born from the seventies, you know, through the eighties and early nineties, get along with people so well because we've been exposed to so much different things. We can find something in somebody. And get along just fine. Yeah, you can always find common the, ground. Yeah. Right. Nowadays, you have to be a certain way or I'm not going to be your friend. You know, oh, you know, this, you like gay people, get away from me. You don't like gay people, get away from me. It's like you can't, it's hard to find. I'm not saying everybody's like that. It just seems like there's a lot of people who are like that. You know, it's my way yeah. or no way. And I think people from, you know, the earlier generations were more laid back and, you know, it's whatever, dude. You know, we can we'll find that common ground and we'll move on. You know, and everybody's it, uh, not everybody, but uh, a lot of people. The the whole the old younger generation they're being conditioned to be triggered by everything. You know, if anything if anything isn't exactly like we tell you it needs to be, then you should be offended and triggered. Yes, and I don't like I don't like that word triggered. It's just weird. Just it's like yeah. Eh. It's like when I was a kid, we didn't use the word triggered. The word we use was no. man, that's gonna that's gonna set me off, dude. Don't don't set me off. Don't set me off. You know, you know, but it's like, yeah, I don't I never had a bubble, I never had a safe zone, you know. I, I was I just I don't know. I just I don't know. I do I don't hate the world we're in. I just don't know where it's going. You know what I mean? You must have froze. Yeah. Or am I froze? Seems like he's frozen. He's frozen? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it looks like to me. 
Okay. He's back, Cody. You back? Well, <laughs> I, well, we'll give we'll give him a minute. Yeah, and if he doesn't, yeah, he might pop back. He he finally dropped out. We'll see if he comes back. Well, gosh, I was getting ready to I was getting ready to end it anyway. Yeah, I can't okay. pull. I can't pull. I can't pull all nighters like you guys. Yeah, it's okay. I think um, this past week we did two hours. The week before we did two on, you know, the free show. And then we went off for 20 minutes. And then we did another five hours on the other show for the Patreon oh, okay. people. So we did seven hours well, this last week. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, I, I tried to watch, and then I get, I start getting tired. I was like, ah, man, they're killing me. I'm getting too old. <laughs> so I had. It's all right. Oh it was, well, I, I don't know if Cody's coming back, but no. Let me see if he's. I like that. I like that uh, Granny Hulkster you had on yesterday. I'd never heard of her before. Yeah, she. She's pretty cool. She's on uh, Attitude Era Monday Night Live Monday. Um, it's a radio show that she hosts with uh, Scott Helmrest. Uh, he's called The Icon. He's uh, getting into acting, too. He'll be in a movie called Legacy. <clears throat> um, and she's just a super fan, wrestling super fan. But Yeah, it was pretty fun having her on last night. Um, but if Cody doesn't want to come back, is there anything you wanted to say or plug before... Well, I was all I have tonight. Well, I had tonight my uh, newest episode of Grandpa's Playlist, which aired at nine. Um, it's probably still on, but it's going to go on demand. I think uh, Michael J said Saturday, uh, tomorrow it, it'll be on Spotify. So I got that, and then I got the Sunday show tomorrow, which you know we always every Sunday. Um, that's all I really had to plug. I know I was going to ask Cody what days of the week he does the. The Southern Takeover, if it's every week or is it every two weeks? But I don't think he's got any so the, internet at all. The next Southern Takeover is on the 30th. I'll be a guest on that show for that episode. Okay. Um, so it'll okay. be Cody, Travis, and myself on January 30th live on Radio Rabbit Rabbit Red Radio Network, uh, Southern Takeover. And uh, I've watched the past couple episodes. I thought they were great. Um, I love the Sunday show, too. I watch that every Sunday with it's normally you and Aaron on there. Sometimes you guys have other people on too. Um, I don't know what else Mike has planned for this week. I know toxic horror, of course is Friday. And then uh, Saturday is that pay-per-view event. So it's Joey T and crippled Cody Corley um, doing their uh, conversations, their, their edgy, edgy stuff on the pay-per-view event. I think those tickets start at $5 and they're on rabbit red, redradio.com okay do you know when the next ne'er-do-wells is is it this week or i don't know offhand okay um, mike mike didn't give me anything <laughs> is he sick they're... yeah he's been sick uh yesterday okay. he had stomach problems that's why we went for two hours and called it quits just because he couldn't couldn't keep going i told him okay. uh you know i'd cover for him for this show he thought it'd be fun so i think he's watching but yeah he's he's been uh having some health issues. Okay. Oh, well, you did a fine job. You did, you know, just as well as Poe would have done. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, I guess Cody, I guess he must've lost his internet. So, um, I guess we'll wrap it up. Cancel um, Poe. Cancel him. I know we're going <laughs> to, 
sometime in sometime in sometime in February, we're going to do the Saturday morning cartoon special. I have to get with him about when that is, so I can't give a date, but it will be in February. But okay. uh, other than that, um, I guess you know I had a good time uh, talking about Willow. I, I wish he hadn't got cut off, but you know it's the internet; things happen. So, um, and I, I thank uh, Anthony for uh, filling in, so I could still go on. So I thank you. Yeah, of course. I had a lot of fun playing uh, these these video clips. So some of them were just prepared like a few minutes before the show. And I didn't realize that there's a delay. So some of them aren't labeled. Like I see Skeletor, but I don't know what he's going to say. So it's like you, you press play and hope for the best. And then it plays right. a second later. <laughs> yeah, I love those. Yeah. I love Skeletor. He was like, he was perfect. I loved it. So. Awesome. All right, then I, I guess that's it. So uh, until next time, guys, I'll, I'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you.